Welcome to the Magnificent Vibes Podcast, aka MVP, where we talk about sports, music, media, and stuff that you might or might not care about. In today's episode, we get into some JW shout-outs, as we always like to start our show. And also, we have some NBA news involving LeBron James, John Morant, Kevin Durant, and other unfolding good stories that are developing in the NBA. We also give a salute to the Jalen and Jacoby show. We basically express how we feel about that show as the show has come to an abrupt close. And so we will basically share what we appreciate about the show. And also we're going to get into some Skip Bayless slander that has been developing over the last few weeks. Also, MVP Train of Thought will be a new segment. Well, not quite new. It's basically a play on our mailbag segment, so we look forward to talking about that. We also got a music table discussion that will be ready for you, along with some awards. So just sit back, relax, get some popcorn, turn up the volume, and enjoy the show. What up, what up? What is going on? Hey, man, what's good? We back. We back. Shouldn't have left you. Without a dope podcast to step to, man. What's going on, bro? It's been a minute. It's been a minute. 2023 is among us. It is, man. We in a new year. You know what I'm saying? We're going to keep giving the people what they want. And, and skip know? all that new year, new me crap. I, I, I'm so sick of that. I'm so sick of all this. What we not going to do in... In 2023, is we're not gonna do this. We're gonna make sure we do that, man. Just keep doing what you're doing, man. It's just another year, man. Stop, stop all that. <laughs> stop all that. What you doing? All right, yeah, you're gonna be in the gym for the, for for two weeks, and then you're gonna be right back to watching Netflix and getting fat again. So just just cut that out, man. Get that. Every out. every every day is a new me, man. Every day is a new me. So. Every day is. I like that. Yeah, I like that. Ian. Every day should be a new you. Not. Not new year, new me. What, what, what is that? I, I've never understood that. I ha- I hate when people say that. If people, I don't know, man. I, I it's it's human psychology, probably. Like we like to attach dates to stuff because it's it seems easier to tackle if there's a date attached to it. I guess I don't know, but every, the way I look at life, man, every day is a new me, man. I don't gotta wait for nothing to make changes. Sometimes no. changes happen. Changes are, are foisted upon you that you weren't expecting that you gotta roll with. So, exactly. you know, every every day is a, is a, is a new me, man. Exactly. But you been good, bro? I've been good, man. I, 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 so so brother got into an accident, car accident. I heard. Since the last recording. I, I heard, yeah. man. You totaled the sat was it Saturn? Yeah, it was a Saturn. It, it technically wasn't total. I could have got it fixed. But it, it just got to a point where I mean the car is 19 years old. It's oh, on its wow. second. It's on its. It was on its second engine. And before the accident, I needed some additional stuff fixed that I hadn't, you know, gotten fixed yet. That wasn't like an emergency, but like I knew I was gonna need to, you know, get it done eventually. And I knew it was gonna cost a pretty penny. And then this happens, and it's like okay. Even if I fix this, I still got other stuff that I got to deal with, including, you know, who knows what engine issues happen in the wake of the crash. So basically, but it, but I slid on some. Years old, though. Like 19 years old, you got got your money's worth. 
got your money. So yeah, we got more than our money's worth, man. And it was actually the first car that we, that me and the wifey, you know, we actually bought and did a car, the whole Cardinal thing together and everything. So, oh, you know, wow. yeah, yeah, it was a staple. It was a staple. My, my mom used to call it the Armageddon car. But, uh, <laughs> Armageddon car. See, that car ain't never gonna yeah. die, man. That car in, in Linnell's Decepticon. <laughs> oh, the Decepticon. Oh, <laughs> shout out to the Decepticon, Megatron. <laughs> uh, that, that car. Oh, that was, uh, it was blue, I, so it was. I don't go know ahead, if you ahead. remember. I don't know if you remember Remy Atticola's Volvo. No, I don't remember that. Oh man, we used to go everywhere in that thing. But uh, but yeah, yeah, them them RIP to the Saturn, man. RIP to the Saturn. Man, brother Santa may hook you up with, with fixing any of that stuff. Man, Santa's on some other stuff, man. He, he, <laughs> he burnt out, man. He don't want to fix nobody's car no more. But I bet you if one of Sister Williams studies uh is something wrong with their car, he'll jump, he'll jump right away. Right, right away. Hey, hey Riley, he ain't fixed your car. You you're not a you're not a young, attractive sister. A Bible study who's single and, and spiritually shaky still. <laughs> so, exactly. you ain't got nothing coming from Sanders. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you still got your wife's car. It's like, oh, what? Oh, that's what it's like? He'll, fi he'll fix their stuff for a hug. <laughs> <laughs> it changed that carburetor for a hug. Yep, exactly. <laughs> And be like, and if something else go wrong, don't hesitate to call me. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Call me right. Don't. It don't matter what time of the, of the night it is. It don't. It get up. It wake up. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, you want to get to these shout outs? Yeah, let's get to these shout outs, man. I can't even make that. I can't even wake that man up when it's his turn to make breakfast, man. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. Shout out. Shout out to. Um, any brothers that volunteer their services during the pioneer meetings, whether it's uh, running the videos, doing the sound, doing the mics, brothers who volunteer their time, who could be anywhere else in the world, but they volunteer their time to be at the pioneer meeting, despite not being pioneers, to help the pioneer meeting go smoothly. So shout out to those brothers. Your services are greatly appreciated. It's hard to get brothers to do things sometimes that doesn't involve a public talk. And you know, it's it's nice to have those brothers in the clutch, man, who who do the thankless work. So shout out to them. Um, shout out to um all the pioneers out here who felt a sigh of relief when they heard the new uh update regarding pioneer hours. <laughs> I, I'm hating riding. I'm hating. I'm I'm hating like snooping baby boy, bro. <laughs> Why you hating, man? Why you hating? Yo, I will never, I will never get a chance. I, I shouldn't say never, but I, I have never gotten a chance and won't in the near future to take advantage of the 50 hour requirement. I was, I was, I was in lockstep with 70 back, you know what I'm saying? Back in 2002, fresh out of high school. <clears throat> it was rough, man. It was rough. You remember, you remember. Yeah. But um, yeah, man. Now, now friends, because they were there are a lot of friends who got on during the pandemic when it was not an hourly requirement. So they they they'll never have to do seventy, you know. And um, but that's cool for them. That's cool for them because we had a lot of pioneers who were kind of on the fence about staying on the list because of the seventy. And now that we got fifty, 
you know they're like okay well i guess i'll stay on you know so yeah you know shout out to them friends and shout out to all these friends kicking off all these existential jw debates over serena williams getting baptized man <laughs> stop that stop that so so where is these debates happening because i don't see I, like, you know all i see is her picture getting baptized and that's it Likely on social media, I'm hearing about a lot of stuff secondhand through the various text groups that I'm a part of. I'm not on social media, Rodney, so, you know, I, I'm, I ain't. I am, and I still don't see it. Well, you probably roll in the right circles. Right. You know, you probably roll in the right circles, but there are a lot of people out there. And, and to be honest, like, the opinions are split among gender lines, to be quite honest. Most, a lot of sisters are like, you know, oh, she got some nerve crawling back. And, you know, now that she got her money, her success, her family, her fame, her career is is in legacy is cemented. And how she going to get baptized, you know? And it's like, well, most of the brothers are like, all right, well, let her live. Like, you know, like. I got like, something for that. You know, I, I heard, I can't remember if it was you or or Linnell who was like, well, y'all, y'all wasn't saying that when Prince came in the truth. You I know, think said that, yeah. I think that was Linnell, yeah, and, and that's true. That's true. It, it depends on just who you like more personally. But I will say this: the difference is that Prince was not raised in the truth like Serena, right? So you know, I honestly I don't get involved in none of them debates, Rodney, because I honestly understand both sides of the argument. But like, let's not sit up here and pretend that like. Serena and her sister did not indelibly change the game of tennis. Without them, we don't have Naomi Osaka or this this other girl that's coming up. You know, uh, black people didn't off. watch tennis growing up. You know, and they they came in kicking butts and taking names, bro, and and, and stay dominant. And it's like I don't know her personal situation. Obviously, her father was not a believer. Um, you know, um. Am I correct in saying that? No, yeah, he was not a, a, a well. He he was a believer. He just didn't. He, he just wasn't as strong in it like his their mom was. Okay, okay, yeah. I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to put any misinformation out there. Yeah, I, I was under the impression that it was just a mom, but but anyway, um, you know, yeah. you don't know her situation. You don't know what what forces were pulling her in different directions and and influenced her decision making when she was young i mean hey look <laughs> if you're gonna take advantage of this world <laughs> that's the way to do it <laughs> i mean yeah i mean they did it you know they didn't they didn't end up in the worst situations they didn't end up crackheads or <laughs> dope fiends or strippers or whatever the case may be they went out and did what they were talented at doing which is what a lot of athletes have done in the past. I mean, it's not just Serena. You know, there's a lot of, like, lesser-name athletes, like Danny Granger, like uh, Collison, you know, guys George that... Kirvin. George Gervin. I mean, the list goes goes on and on of, of athletes that used to be in the league, you know, played you know, seven, ten years in the league, and then after they retired, they became Joe's witnesses. It's like, I mean, that that happens. Some people, they, you know, we live in Satan's world, ladies and gentlemen. We don't live in a world where we don't get pressure from, you know, 
people or teachers to say or coaches that say, man, you're talented, man. You need to try out for the basketball team, try out for the football team or try out for the debate club or try out for some something else, stage plays or whatever. You, it, it's so many different things in this world that if a person is not like is if it's not ingrained in that person like I don't think I don't think with Serena and Venus and all the other girls they were going to the hall but I don't think they was ingraining that in them I think there was a battle between mother and father father want them to pursue this quite mother wasn't yeah and the mother wasn't as like she was just being respectful being a submissive wife you know what I mean and you see we see that all the time in congregations where there's a divided uh, household and you got a young brother that's kind of like which way do I go do I go you know we got a brother it was a guy he wasn't a brother he never got baptized but he was raised Jehovah's Witness you know mom is at every meetings out in field service excellent example in the congregation but her husband's a non-believer he's a cop his, his his son was more attracted to his dad's way of life and so once he got older and we did all we could we tried to mentor him we i, I used him in parking before I've, I've done a lot of things to try to you know convince him but he was more attracted to his dad's way of life and so he became a police officer so it was like what can you do if it's in his heart it's in his heart you know and there's still time you know and there's still time he could retire from the force and become a witness you know yeah yeah i mean we're we're you know we, we preach about free will you know a lot but when people actually use their free will we judge them for it you know and i'm i'm not i'm not i'm not down with that you know what i mean like yeah you know the, the the scriptures they don't tell us what age to get baptized they don't tell us how many hours a month or a week we should we should spend preaching it doesn't even tell us how much secular education we should pursue but it right. does tell us to stop judging yep so you know all these people like oh she she now she got everything she went out she gonna come i mean w- would you say that about your relative you know what i'm saying your unbelieving relative who you've preached to who you're fond of who comes into the truth now so you know if you wouldn't yeah. say or, about, or this you know, fellowship person like right they, right they've been this right. fellowship for 20 30 years and they come back and you're talking about so oh, now you want to come back like no, you just be happy for him. You know, that's what the, the whole lesson of the prodigal son is. You know, that's, the guy. That's, that's, that's about, that's about, you have something you wanted to do that you did not do. And you have regrets. That's about that more than it is about Serena, in, in my right. opinion. <laughs> right. <clears throat> but, I, 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 man, I'm happy for Serena. With that being said, I'm happy I'm happy for Serena. I don't care. Rod- you know, she got Rodney. baptized. Great for her. Rodney, now that we got all that out, her getting baptized now after retirement. Soft move or boss move? <laughs> <laughs> hey, honestly, I think it's a boss move. I think it's a boss move. Anybody getting baptized is a boss move to me. Indeed, indeed. I keep my pain to myself after I didn't talk all that good stuff. <laughs> I just didn't appreciate the only thing I was tripping on. I, I just didn't appreciate all the false flag, you know. But other than that, you know, yeah, yeah, I, yeah, you know, yeah. Uh, I, I, you know, every time she went a, a tournament, every time she went a matchup, oh, she went Wimbledon. Oh, first of all, I like to give thanks to Jehovah. It's like what? 
got the American flag sitting there. And then, and then, and then you put dropping twerking videos. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, not, yeah. Not, not that I, not that I would not watch, but like, <laughs> you know, yeah, 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 yeah. Like, 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 like the five percent say, man, if if that's what you up, if you if you in a nation, let knowledge be born. You know what I'm saying? Right, right. <laughs> false flagging you know what i'm saying yeah <laughs> uh getting back to that fit the, the 50 hour crowd i do like i do like the whole 15 that's that was a that that was a twist right there with the whole 15 hours that was that was auxiliary pioneers and, that uh, was so. We already got brothers. It, it, you know, every every elder and ministerial servant should should auxiliary pioneer. Uh, uh, <laughs> you know, it's like okay, pump nah. the brakes, pump the brakes. Mm. Like 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 you was you was do, doing single digits, bro. Like like a minute ago, like <laughs> he's dropping uh, six and six, four and four, man. Uh, four and them, four, putting up them 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 single doubles. <laughs> <laughs> You know, it's like pump the brakes. You know, let let the friends. Let it I, you know, I, I don't want it. I don't want it to turn into a thing where it's like, man, the hours are so low. Anyone who doesn't do it is something wrong with them. Like, I I do not want it to turn into that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, just let people be. You know, if they choose to do the fifteen hour thing when when April, March, and April come and the CO comes, good for them. But if they don't, you know, don't be looking at the congregation like everybody in here be pioneering this month. No, it's, it's you know, it's free will, right? We talk about free will. Is there is there right to either? Sign up or just hey, I don't want that pressure to fifth having to do fifteen. I just I, I you know what I'm gonna try to get ten this time. You know, instead of my usual five, I try to get ten. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, yeah, just yeah just let it be. There's nothing wrong with that. I, I'd rather <clears throat> I'd rather you put in five hours a month. We'll be at the group every Saturday supporting it for an hour or whatever it may be. I'd rather that. You be turning in 15, 30, 50, and are never seen. Right. You feel me? Yeah, I feel you on that. And I that's that's all I'm gonna say about that. <laughs> Any more shout outs? I'm done, yeah. I'm done with my shout outs, man. We got a lot of lot of oh, NBA. Yeah, we got a lot of NBA. Man. We got a lot of NBA, man. We got a lot of NBA to cover. And uh I just wanna I just wanna start off. You know, I, I, I'm in the mood for some LeBron slander. Uh, oh, oh, have you been? I got my have, you been have, have you been listening to his recent like press conferences lately? I have not. I've been listening to the the the, the usual uh, NBA commentators talk about how LeBron needs to put more pressure on the Lakers to build a better roster. I've been hearing all of that talk, but no, I've not been. I, I, I don't really watch LeBron uh, press conferences. Well, uh, it, it's it's just been funny because all of a sudden he's kind of pushing a narrative about how you know, uh, I you know, I work hard. I, I've 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 never cheated the game. I've never did this, and I deserve more. And you know. I, I, you know, I don't like losing, and you know, I, I play every year to win a championship. 
almost kind of saying in so many words, Lakers organ office uh, organization do something, do something, either trade me or make this team better. I don't want to, he said, I don't want to finish my career playing at this level from a team aspect. I still want to win championships. I know what I can bring to any ball club with the right pieces. Bro. What? Stop it. Tell me he did not say that. Yes, he did. Tell on me. Mic. He said it on, he put it on wax. Rodney, I will allow you to give your thoughts and then I, I, I really want to go in on mine. <laughs> like, like this is, this makes me nauseous, Rodney. This makes me sick. You've never cheated the game of basketball. So all those, all those flops, all those plays where you took off on defense. I'm sorry, Rodney, go continue. So uh, uh, I'm gonna just read to you what some of the fans, I, I, I'm, gonna just, I'm gonna just tell you what the fans have been saying. I'm gonna just read a few tweets in response to this. Uh, one fan said, Jordan never did this. Uh, <laughs> another person said, you build the team and sign the extension. Now you trying to leave the mesh you created. Yep. Has been stealing players from other teams to play for him and still don't have the right pieces. That's another comment. Bro, doesn't, bro doesn't get, what do we say? Uh, that, that one don't make no sense. Uh, he can staple all he, or he can stat pad all he want. He will never win a real ring. You know what, the, the funny thing, you know what I've, the latest I've been hearing about the whole ring thing with LeBron James? What's that? <laughs> and I laughed out loud when I saw this. Uh, LeBron doesn't have uh, four championships. He has three and a half. Oh, I've heard that. Yeah, I've definitely heard that. One one comment. It's over, old man. Even that, even they decades of even all those decades of steroids couldn't prevent father time. But he's averaging 30. Bro, he's getting all these stats when his team is down 15, 20 points. And then and teams hunt him on defense. He puts his team together. It's his fault. Well, no, I'm I, correction. He put this team together. This is his fault. LeBron is a better uh, what that don't make no sense uh whatever anyway but you get the point you get the point um, i love these comments by the way yeah i'm yeah, glad, these are great I'm, comments i'm glad nba nba fans are not fooled because he's basically telling the lakers fan base hey don't don't look at me don't look at me to save y'all look at the front office that's what he's saying yeah yeah it's like this is the team that you created lebron as if you as if the front office has been behaving and operating unilaterally and independently all this time when we know that ain't the case. Exactly. We know that ain't the case, bro. All right, I'm, I'm gonna shut up. I'm gonna let you continue, Rodney. Dude, I, I, I just don't want, I, I, you know, when he breaks this record and you hearing all these, these stupid, you know, legends. Yeah, I call them stupid. Dirk Nowitzki, you know, talking about some, oh, if he beats the, if he breaks the, the scoring record, oh, now he's going to be the GOAT. You know, I'm running out of excuses for Mike. How? How? Well, okay. When Kareem Abdul-Jabbar had the record for over 30-something years and nobody was saying he was the GOAT. 
Exactly, exactly. Right, how, why is it all of a sudden matter now? Right. Nobody ahead. was saying that about Carl Malone either, who's what, who's second, second place? Yeah, he was in second place, was in second place. Yeah, nobody was saying that about him either. Like, like, <laughs> this is, this is hilarious, man. But the revisionist history and the and and the and the, and the uh, mental gymnastics, like people are doing, the like justify this goat argument, man. Like, like it, it it really makes me sick. But what makes me sicker is is this whole narrative that the Lakers owe it to LeBron to make moves. You owe it to LeBron. LeBron is not a victim of this roster. The roster exists because of him. Y'all exactly. kept getting rid of young star players and assets and draft picks to get to, to, to get the people he wanted to get Anthony Davis. Do y'all did, did y'all forget three years ago that he got a, he got a GM fired? He got the Pelicans GM fired because he wouldn't move on the on the deal that the Lakers were offering them for, for Anthony Davis just just for the next GM to come in and fold for a worse deal. They, did, did we forget that they did they convince the owner of the Wizards to trade Russell Westbrook, the same guy that y'all shut down in the playoffs two years prior? When when remember when Russ was with the Rockets? Yeah, I remember. And, and they beat him in what? Did they sweep him or was it in five? It was in five. It was in five. Okay, Russ Russ imploded during that that series, and that's the guy you wanted. That's yep. the guy you wanted. Yep. You know, and now they're like, oh, well, the Lakers need to come off. They they 27 and 29 draft. Why? Why? LeBron going, LeBron, LeBron don't care. Of course LeBron don't care about that. And Brian Winhorse, who's a LeBron apologist, wrote this very one-sided piece on ESPN.com about why draft picks don't matter for LeBron. And he, he he mentioned all these like bust draft picks that LeBron teams traded and the, and the players, the star players, they were able to get in return. And it did look like, okay, yeah, LeBron was justified in asking for uh, um, draft picks and, and rookies to be be traded for the people he wanted because he, he was putting up names like Anthony Bennett and stuff. But Brian Windhorst only tells half the story, okay? Here's what Brian Windhorst did not mention. All the clutch players and clutch agents the Lakers have acquired over the years at the behest of LeBron, KCP, Talon Horton Tucker. Remember that drama when they didn't want to give him up? Ben, ben McLemore, Montrez Harrell, Kendrick Nunn, uh, uh, Juan Toscano Anderson, Anthony Davis, Lonnie Walker, all clutch, all clutch players. You 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 t- you telling me Lonnie Walker had a spot on the roster because oh he's 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 the best fit? No, it's because he's clutch. Ben McLemore was on the roster when he when, he couldn't even get a, a spot on a on a on a roster anywhere else in the league. But yeah, he was on the on the Lakers roster because of, he was a clutch agent. That was LeBron's doing. That was LeBron's doing, and all this stuff about oh Rob Palenka's a bad GM. Okay, I understand not liking Rob Palenka and everything. Because he is a shady dude and has just told boldface lies. But let me run through the players that a Rob Palenka-led office acquired without the input of LeBron. Stay with me here. Lonzo Ball, Jordan Clarkson, 
who's killing in Utah now. Larry Nance Jr. Yeah, had a game winner the other night. Larry Lance Jr. Zubach. Oh. Brandon oh, by the way. Oh, by the way, Ian. And <laughs> hey, Jordan Carson ain't afraid to square up with nobody either. <laughs> but that go ahead. Uh, uh, did I mention Brandon Ingram? Yes, you did. Brandon Ingram, who's now on a, a all-star caliber player. Josh Hart, Kyle Kuzma, Caruso, Thomas Bryant, and oh, Mo Wagner, who's who's killing in, in Orlando right now. So it's like, when it came to picks, whether it was it was first round picks or second round picks, Rob Palenka kind of nailed it on these guys. I just gave you 10 players all traded away at the behest of LeBron. Mm-hmm. They traded they traded half of them away to acquire Anthony Davis and then the other half they traded away for uh for to, to acquire Russell Brett Westbrook. That's why they have no assets now. And now you're telling the Lakers give up more assets cuz oh, well, we got to win now. We got to win now. That the Lakers owe him nothing. This is all his nope. doing. No, nope. yep, it is. And then they it looked is. up. They looked up. Oh man, nobody nobody on here really knows how to play D. LeBron ain't gonna play no D when he don't feel like it. Anthony Davis is injured all the time, but he it, but other than that, like he could play D, but he's always hurt. Let's let's go out and get Patrick Beverly. That 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 that'll fix everything. <laughs> he can't even throw an alley oop. Let's go out and get old washed up Patrick Beverly. Like no, bro, this is all his doing. And now he's trying to run, run away from it. And these, these idiots on ESPN, LeBron needs to put more pressure on the Lakers. LeBron has doing not, been doing nothing but pressuring the Lakers for the past five years and holding them hostage. <laughs> Signing one-gear uh, contracts and whatnot. He's been doing nothing but pressuring them. And now the rest of the league has gotten better. You know, and and and, and 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 you know, teams like the Bucks and uh, uh, the Pelicans, the Pelicans and, and the Grizzlies. Now they are factor. Now you got to see them, them, them people. You know what I'm saying? And now it's like, oh well, we need more. But no, you don't need more pieces. You got all the pieces you wanted. You got all the pieces you asked for. To the point where y'all have no nothing else to trade. Yep. Wasn't Talon Horton Tucker part of that that uh? Patrick Beverly deal. Mm-hmm. Come on, bro. And now, and now, now he's with the Jazz. Come on, bro. Yep. That it, was just, it, that it was sickening. that was supposed to be LeBron's guy. It's sickening, man. Right? They waited till he he turned back into a pumpkin to trade him. Because remember, his name was really hot for a second. And they were, okay, well maybe we could use him as trade bait. And then all of a sudden, it was like, no, nah, no, nah, he's he's one of our guys. Right. And then that fool turned back into a pumpkin at midnight, you know, and everybody <laughs> thought it wasn't in there. Yep. Yep. I, I, I mean, there's nothing I can say on top of that. Yeah. I mean, he said that so much. I'm, I'm, I'm just loving it. I'm, what are I'm we loving really paying it. attention to here? Like, are we paying attention to the fact that we just want LeBron to get uh, another ring or two? So, so all this go talk, all this. Uh, uh, foolish go talk uh, uh, <laughs> Negroes have been engaging in for the past 10 years uh, to finally be justified? Or are we looking at the facts? Are we looking at, right. at how, how LeBron James uh, uh, is a terrible GM 
and has been holding the Lakers at, 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 at gunpoint basically for the past five years to get what he wanted. He attempted to do it with the, with the Cleveland Cavaliers during his second stay there, but they were like, nah, we're not giving up our first round pick to, to please you. Like, And it turned out to be Colin Sexton. <laughs> but see, Brian, Brian Windhorst don't want to talk about that. He's nah. just going to talk about the bus, the, fir- the, the first round bus that that were given up to acquire players to 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 play with LeBron James. He's not going to talk about the Colin Sexton pick or how they gave away Clarkson, Ball, Nan, Zubach, Ingram, Hart, Kuzma, Caruso, Bryant, and Wagner. He ain't going to talk about that. He ain't going to talk about the the bums, the clutch the clutch uh, sports bums that have been signed to the Lakers. You know what I'm saying? Like like Mclemore and Tucker and Juan Toscano Anderson and Lonnie Walker. He ain't gonna talk about that. Right. Tell the whole truth, y'all. Tell the whole truth. Don't hide the facts. They not gonna tell the truth. You know, and and, and LeBron, LeBron has had an amazing career. Amazing career. You know, but hey, yo, he ain't no GOAT, clearly. And and it's okay for him not to be the GOAT. I don't know why people are just so they, they just can't deal with it. They can't deal with the fact that this man is not a, not the GOAT, but one of the top, you know, he can be in your top five. He can be in your top 10. It's okay. If he can he's be in your top three. Like, like well, I probably don't run in my like, top, yeah. top three, but it's like, don't sit up here and act like he the GOAT because he had 20 years to break a record that players who only played 12 and 13 years had. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like Mike could have, if he hadn't retired twice, Mike could have easily. Oh, and not, not to mention the the year he got uh, that he broke his ankle. You know, had he played that whole season, you know, he would have been he would have been surpassed Kareem Abdul-Jabbar's record in less years. Like this dude that played two decades and now he finally got, he's finally uh, approaching the record. Well, well, congratulations. Yeah, yeah. After 20 years, it's like, <laughs> you know, yeah, you, you should have broke it, dude. It's the, you know what it, I compare it to? Emmitt Smith. I remember when, when Emmitt Smith broke the record for the Russian record, all the Russian record. Do people still consider, do people consider Emmitt Smith the GOAT running back? No. People still say Walter Payne. People still say Barry Sanders. Why? Because Emmitt Smith played till he was what forty. Yeah. And and, and, and Walter and, and Walter Payton's career got cut short because he got beat up so bad throughout his career. Like like. So so it's like okay yeah if LeBron breaks the record so what that's great that's that's a great accomplishment but that doesn't automatically make him the goat. Because you know what? He still got swept twice in the finals. Yeah. He, he yeah. still he still got outscored by Jason Terry in the finals. Yeah, people don't want to talk about that. <laughs> no, don't know why no nobody wanna talk about that. No nobody nobody wants to talk about Magic Johnson. In the in the in the pregame show during the 2011 NBA Finals, you ain't never heard pregame shows talking about Michael Jordan. Need the can he stop Shandon Anderson? Can he stop uh, <laughs> Tom Chambers? 
<laughs> can he Magic stop uh, Dan Marley? Can he stop Dan Marley? You got Magic Johnson on live TV in the 2011 pregame show saying, can LeBron stop Jason Terry? Not Dirk. <laughs> Jason Terry. I'm I, that dope. That's that's in history. That you can't remove those those little sound bites. They're there. The cognitive dissonance is amazing. <laughs> it is amazing. You know, everybody want to call Palinka a bad GM. Like, bro, look who Rob Palinka got. <laughs> hey man, he got y'all. Listen, you can say whatever you want. He off ten decent players. And, and some of them were first rounders, some of them were second rounders. But for like for what for what they were in their draft classes, he did a pretty good job. In fact, yeah. I would say he nailed it. He he did. And all that all that gets forgotten. All that gets forgotten because LeBron gets in front of a mic and says, "I need more pieces." You have more pieces, man. They need to you trade him, bro. Yeah. They need to trade him. Get, get him out of here. Get, get him out of here. Trade, trade him to the Rockets. <laughs> <laughs> trade him trade him to the Timberwolves. They send him and Pat Bev over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Send, send him in exchange for Rudy Gobert. They don't want him anyway. Uh, <laughs> you know, it's like, come on, man. But anyway, have you do, uh, you know, I know we've been gone for a minute. And uh, while we were gone, uh, John Morant made some noise uh, while we were gone during an a, a, a interview with uh, ESPN, uh, ESPN's own Malika Andrews. And John, John Morant mentioned that uh, he's not worried about anybody in the West. He's Saw only that. worried about the Boston Celtics. What was your, what was your original take when, when he had said that? Do you think that... Uh, his statements was overblown and overanalyzed, or do you think that, you know, it's just a confident dude, just, just right. what he feels. I love it. I love it. I love it. Talk your stuff, John Moran. Just like, just like how I loved when Zion did what he did against the Suns. Talk your stuff. Talk your stuff. <laughs> I love it. I love the competition. I love the bitterness. I love the antipathy between teams. The NBA has gotten way too kumbaya Everybody's taking pictures after the game, trading jerseys, signing each other's shoes. No, I want games like the like the like the Pelican Suns game after they after they ran the, the Suns off the court and they're yelling at each other back or on their way back to the locker room. That's what I want to see. That's what I want to see. <laughs> Talk your stuff, Ja. You ain't scared of the Warriors. Let them know. Let them know. You ain't scared of the Nuggets. You ain't scared of the Phoenix Suns. Chris Chris Paul didn't turn back into a pumpkin himself. You know? <laughs> exactly. Yeah, talk your stuff, man. Be confident, man. Why are you even playing a game if you don't think you can win it? Yeah, that's true. That's true. That's I true. love it. I love it, man. Get disrespectful. It's way, it's way too much buddy-buddy stuff in the NBA right now, man. I want players yelling at each other, giving each other the finger on their way back to the locker rooms after every game. That's what I want. I loved it. Everybody talking about something. He, he arrogant, he this and that. Let's not act like the, the Grizzlies ain't third in the West right now and the Warriors are, are a playing team right now. Let's not, let's not play that game. 
They're actually second, actually. The Grizzlies are second. The oh, Warriors they're second are now. Okay, so they're second. So it's hey, like, hey, hey, And we might, hey, if, if the way it's looking, man, if things kind of stay a little bit the same, man, you might see a Warriors-Grizzlies first round matchup. I would love it, bro. I would love it. You got Clay Thompson, who clearly hates him. You know what I'm saying? He getting all in. And, 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 and oh, well, whatever. I'm a, I'm a, I, I, I would just out another show. It's like, like, but, I love it. I love the people. People I, think I'm a I'm a I'm a I'm a Memphis slash light skin apologist, but like I, I, I'll get in that in that at some other time. But it's like yeah, you, you talk about Dylan time. Brooks. Yeah, man. Like, what you, what you think about Clay getting in your boy Dylan Brooks's face after after he 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 fell on the ground? Like, I, I like it. I like it. Like just because I cape for Memphis sometimes doesn't doesn't mean like I I don't like the competition. It's bright. It's, it's it's for the ratings, man. It brings ratings. It brings people. The, the, the fans love it. You got you know, Clay Thompson no, calling the Grizzlies bombs on TV. <laughs> I love, I it, love man. it, man. I love I it. Love it. It's like Reggie Miller say, saying that all the Knicks players was chokes on national TV at the end of the interview. Oh, when you Shaq know? called the uh, called the Sacramento Kings the Sacramento Queens. <laughs> Dude, we need that. We need we do, that. Man. Look, we do. Uh, the, the league the is too Robin saying, "Oh, Larry, Larry Bird was. Please say Larry Bird was black. He'd just be a regular player." Wait, who said that? <laughs> Dennis Rodman. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and listen, we celebrate the bad boy Pistons, right? The Pistons was like that. The Pistons was doing all this trash talking. They and more. Way before they start winning championships. Yeah. You gotta, you gotta pump yourself up. You got to. You have. If 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 nobody says you are the best, who will? They they anyone 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 who had a problem with John Moran's statement probably drink soy milk. <laughs> they probably wear open toe shoes and go to poetry readings. Uh, tofu eggs. <laughs> <laughs> tofu eggs. <laughs> they be square. <laughs> no, talk your stuff, y'all. I love it. I love it. I love it. Yeah. Well, uh, speaking of, um, you know, John Moran and, and you know, people getting kind of you know, going crazy over all the stuff that he said. Uh, I want to know this, man. You had mentioned this to, to me in the uh, in, when you texted me the other day. Uh, you have five teams that that's letting this season slip away, man. And I was like, oh, that's interesting. That's interesting. I like that. Um, I got excited about that. So I want to hear. I want to hear this from you, man. You said you got five teams that that they let this season slip away. So. Uh, yeah, I'm sure the Lakers are not in this one because the Lakers are trash. Uh, unless they are, uh, I don't know. I don't want to take away from the list, but go ahead, man. Okay, so um, I decided since we're at the midway point of the season, the season's going by kind of quick, right? Well, we're at the midway point of the season, and and there are some teams that going into the season, man, I, I thought had potential. And like, if you, if you go back to our our, our seeding prediction episode, you, you know. It, these are all teams that ranked it at least being playoff teams when, when we when we did our rankings. 
So, and I'm not including teams that are obviously dealing with injuries. Um, well, one, one team that's dealing with injuries, but they were kind of shaky um, before the injury. So, first team I have, Chicago Bulls. Um, I don't know what's going on with my Chicago Bulls, Rodney, but it just appears that the pieces don't fit. It's one thing to lose to um, Milwaukee or Boston. Which they don't. Which they which don't. they don't. Yeah, which is which is weird. But when you lose into like the Wizards, the Pistons, the Spurs, the Rockets getting blown out by the Rockets. Yeah, it's like what is what is going on? And it's like they were the 12th seed for like the longest it felt like, and then now all of a sudden I think they're at like 10 they're, and nine. They're, they're, yeah, they're back in play in position. They're they're one game ahead of the Raptors right now. But like they just or I feel a half like game. They're letting the season slip away, and it low key feels like a choke job to get Zach Levine over to LA. I don't want to see that happening, honestly. I mean, tell me, tell me I'm wrong. Please tell me I'm wrong. All right, next team, the Atlanta Hawks. You know, for a team that appeared in the um, Easter Conference Finals. <laughs> Uh, uh, two seasons ago, it's like they just they appear to be a dumpster fire. Trey Young and Nate McMillan don't appear to be on the same page. There's clearly some sort of weird energy there. Every time I, I, I go into like the score app, there's some there's some trade talk surrounding Josh uh, John Collins. Um, you know, I'm hearing um, trade talks about Trey Young now. I I have two, I have two, but they've kind of subsided. <laughs> and then John Collins trade talk is, is, is coming back. Like I, I, I read He's always the, the scapegoat. I, I read one the other day about sending him to Indiana, you know. Um, Dude, John Collins ain't the problem. I, you know what? I, I, have not gets, enough, they together, man. I have not watched enough Hawks games uh, this, this year to really diagnose their problem. But if I had to take a guess, I would say they're bad defensively. Yeah, they are. Do you know what their defensive rating is? Because they, they've got they've got scores, but they got nobody that can defend really. Yeah, I I don't have their numbers up, but yeah, uh, they're not a they're a very poor defensive team. Okay. Yeah. First, the first two off the bat, Bulls and Hawks. I I, I had hopes for them. We all saw what the what the Hawks are capable of. We feel that we know what the Bulls are capable of, but it's like, we'll look up. It's halfway mid through the season. Are y'all getting outperformed by the Pacers? What is, what is going on? Yeah. All right, third team. And this is not their fault per se. And I thought they would have been better at the midway point of the year. The Los Angeles Clippers. Mm. Um, the same I had thing. a question about them later, but go ahead. The same thing that happened to them uh, uh, the year they went to the Western Conference Finals without Kawhi. Uh, let's not forget, that happened. That actually happened. Mm-hmm. They made it to the Western Conference Finals without Kawhi. But, like, I think the same thing is going to happen to them in the second or third round again this year. Like, they're, they're going to, they're gonna, you know, put up some impressive, you know, series performances, and then, like, they're going to get exposed for lack of chemistry. And, and lack of continuity because their whole roster has not played together for any real length of time. Mm. T Wolves, 
What the heck he was? <laughs> you y'all gave up all those assets to acquire Rudy Gobert, and y'all are y'all are like worse than y'all were last year. At least defensively worse. They're defensively worse than they were last year. Like, what is what is going on? Like, you know, when they first made that trade, I was like, you know what? This could work. This could work. The Twin Tower approach, and then they got Anthony Edwards still getting busy. You know, D'Angelo Russell's a, a competent point guard. You know, this could work. This could work. But, like, bro, they are, they are below mediocre right now. Um, yeah. And then lastly, I, I, it's a little unfair to put them on this list because they're dealing with a major injury, injury to their key player, the Phoenix Suns. Um, had high hopes for them last year, had high hopes for them the year before. But as we've mentioned, you know, the rest of the league has gotten better. And, like, teams just don't like the Phoenix Suns. <laughs> I'm starting to see. It's like, it's just something about them that people just people just hate them, you know? And I know why. Because they're Chris Paul. Yeah, that's true. You know, Chris 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 Paul is kind of reaping what he sold. <laughs> you know, and, and the thing is, he ain't really making that much noise this year to me. He's not. Like I said, he's turned back into a pumpkin. And like the 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 Phoenix Suns, their team, they they they're, they're young and talented, but because they're young, they took on Chris Paul's mentality when he came over. Mm-hmm. And you know. I, I think that shows in the way other teams play them. Like people get it, get up for the Phoenix Suns now. You know they do. Um, they do, and they're they're sitting in what eighth eighth place right now. Uh, yes. And I know Devin Booker's injured and everything, but actually, I, feel yeah, like, I think they're well, in sixth place actually. Okay, okay. But I could but, be wrong. I, I, yeah, I feel they're kind of letting the season slip away, you know? And um, what's his name? Uh, Crowder, he's been MIA. We haven't seen him since that Dallas series. So That's because he want to get traded. Let me guess. The Suns are currently go, in seven. Let me guess, he want right to go now. play with the Lakers. <laughs> Crowder's not going to fix his problems. You know, but those are my five teams: the Bulls, the Hawks, the Clippers, the T Wolves, and the Suns. I had high hopes for all of these teams going into the season, but yeah, I like that list. Like they're underperforming, man. They are. They are. They got to um, do something. They got to figure something out quick. I think out of all these teams, the Suns are the ones in the best spot to turn things around. But I got man, an interesting question about um, the Suns, which. Uh, kind of segues into my next uh, thing that I wanted to do is kind of you kind of mentioned some teams that I was going to ask you about but I'm putting a little different spin on it uh, we're going to do a little true or false uh, you know magnificent vibe style so I'm just going to mention some I'm just going to make statements you let me know if it's true or false alright starting off with this one <laughs> I can't wait to hear your opinion on this one <laughs> Kevin Durant is an MVP candidate this season. He is? You said? Kevin Durant is an MVP candidate this season. True or false? False. (laughs) 
Why? Because he just got injured. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, and he's and he's gonna be gone for what two weeks, and then they gotta reevaluate him. I thought I heard a month. Weeks. So yeah, yeah. So it'll probably yeah, it'll be a month because they said they're gonna reevaluate after two weeks. Okay. So it's not, yeah, yeah. They're not yeah, saying false. he's gonna be back in two weeks. False, false, false. Had you asked me that a week ago, I might have said true, but false. The Clippers are frauds. True. And <laughs> <laughs> hey, you already mentioned it. It was, it was about to Here's another one. Rudy Gobert is not the problem in Minnesota. True or false? True. I agree with that 100%. I, I think Rudy Gobert is, is being overly criticized because of this, because of an organization's thirst move to give away all of their picks for him. Uh, Rudy Gobert is still having a decent season. Like, he's still, if you look up his numbers, he's still doing what he's supposed to do. Like, yeah. He, you know what I mean? They just don't have no continuity as a team. I'm looking up his numbers now. He's, he's averaging 14 points a game, shooting 67% from the field, 12 rebounds a game, 1.3 blocks per game. You know what I've realized watching some, some of these teams that I've already discussed? Certain teams don't know how to close out fourth quarters. Yep. And I don't know if that's the case with the Timberwolves. It's definitely the case with the Bulls. But, like, you really need to have your fourth quarter line up together because a lot of these games be like three-point losses two-point losses five-point losses you know and they'll be playing good the majority of the game and the fourth quarter comes and the opponent just catches them slipping so i don't know if that's the case with the wolves that's definitely the case with the bulls but like yeah a lot of these teams just don't know how to close out games that and on top of that they're terrible they have terrible perimeter defense you know, they don't have a they don't have a three and D guy that can really lock up the perimeter. They give up a lot of threes. And then they they're just letting guys go to the basket. And then you put then you put Carl Anthony Towns, you know, together with him and Carl's got to guard forwards who are faster than him. You you leaving Rudy Gobert open for nothing but trouble. So I'm not putting all of this on, on Rudy Gobert. I, I, I'm sorry. You know, it is what it is. I don't think, you know, do you, I think it's more chemistry than it is him at this point. I mean, what's yeah, his name? Okay. He don't even have lanes to drive to the basket. Um, Anthony Edwards. Everybody's mm, yeah, right. Anthony Edwards not getting any highlight dunks in, this year and all that stuff. That's because it's nowhere to go. They don't have, and then on top of that, I think it's coaching. Like the coach hasn't come up with a game plan to make this trade effective. Very true. Very true. Yeah, coaching is another aspect. So I don't think I don't think Rudy Gobert is is a hundred percent the problem. He's been doing what he was doing in, in Utah. It's just that he's with a different team. That's it. Um, I'm going to skip this next one because we kind of already touched on it. I got one more for you. The Lakers will be in the play-in when it's all said and done. False. True or false? False. 
The West is wide open right now for everybody not named the Lakers, Spurs, Rockets. Yeah. Yeah, that, that it, it, it's not happening. I, I, I think we're going to see another season where LeBron's not going to make the playoffs. Who, who are the Lakers built to beat in, in a seven-game series? They're not built to beat the Trailblazers. I'm going to name all these teams that's above them. They're not built to beat the Timberwolves in, in a series. They're not built to beat the Jazz. Unbelievable. And everybody thought the Jazz would be one of the worst teams in the league, but Laurie Markin is having a great season. George Clarkson's having a great season. Like, yeah. I don't see them beating the Jazz. And then after that, everything else is like, come on, Warriors, Suns, Clippers. I mean, even with uh, Suns with all the injuries, they're still better than the Lakers. So, yeah. That, that's the Lakers don't don't have a chance. <laughs> they don't have a chance to make the. the but what about the pieces, Rodney? Give them the pieces. No, man, he don't need no piece. He don't need no pieces. Give him more pieces. <laughs> he is the piece. Yeah, according please, to please, according to please trade, please trade your twenty-seven and twenty-nine uh, year picks, please. No, no, you're the goat. Figure it out. You're the goat, right? You the self-proclaimed goat. I don't want to go out of loser. I, 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 trade away your future for me, so I can get one more. <laughs> Maybe. No, I want to <laughs> play with my kid. I want to play with my son when he gets out too. Man, you asking for a lot, brother. You want to win a championship with a with with a team that you done raped, and then and then you and then you want them to, 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 to draft your son, so you can play with your son. Yeah, LeBron, LeBron, I commit sexual assault. Man, the Lakers are that. The Lakers on the pool table taped up. And LeBron got that LeBron, pool stick. And LeBron came in and the Lakers front office like, I like it and I want you. <laughs> and we gonna do this the easy way or the hard way. <sighs> I mean, the Lakers is just, yeah, yeah, dude. That dude, I don't know, man. I, I you, you, all you LeBron stands out there, man. This is y'all go, man. I'm not even. And let me be clear, I am I am not as down on what Russell Westbrook as as I might have appeared to be on the show and past podcast. It's it's like it, it ain't it ain't Russell Westbrook's fault that they gave up so much to acquire him. No, it's not. It's not. Just like it is not, it's not Rudy Gobert's fault and what's happened with Minnesota. Both these guys are doing the same thing they've been doing their whole career. So you know, everybody want to Westbrook for everything. It's like, no, I ain't Westbrook's fault. Go, go, go! Look at LeBron James uh, get back on defense. Oh no, no, no! He's he's too busy pouting because because Lonnie Walker missed a wide open three. Uh, he's too busy pouting because he didn't get a foul call on a drive where he, he he's trying to be 06 LeBron James, but he's too old to be uh, LeBron six uh, 06 LeBron. He get his shot block. He complained against the refs. Mean, mean, mean. In the meantime, there's a fast break going on the other end, and other team just scored. Right, right. You complaining to the ref? <clears throat> Get out of here with that, man. Get out of here with that. I'm sorry. 
get out of here with that. <laughs> I, I I tell you, I tell you, I, I can't. I am going to continue you to the closer he gets to this record. I'm going to continue to remind you guys that this dude is not the goat, and, and I'm just and he's proving it. He he's painting it. This man said out of his own mouth that the Lakers need to do something to fix this. What? Fix what? Whatever, Whatever, dude. The roster you created? Why is Lonnie Walker on your team, bro? (laughs) Oh, that's right, because he's clutch. Why is Juan Toscano Anderson's bum behind on his team? Oh, that's right, because he's clutch. You know, he wanted, Real Brown wanted to sit up here and act like, like, oh, Rob Palenka didn't create this. Nah, bro, nah. You're not about to blame Rob Palenka. Rob Palenka went out and got good players that you then came in and requested all got traded away for the all-star players you wanted to play with. <laughs> I named 10 players, Rodney. One of them hit a game winner last night, uh, Kuzma. Yeah. Against the Bulls. Against my Bulls. Against the Bulls, man. And, and 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 Kuzma should be an all-star this year, by the way. But you know, that's just another That's another convo. That's another convo. Um speaking of conversations, uh one of the uh shows that uh, really I, I dedicate, you know, this podcast episode to, you know, uh the death of a former favorite show of mine back in the day. Uh, that inspired me to do podcasting. And that's Jalen Jacoby, man. Uh, RP. RP Jalen Jacoby, man. Man, Jamil hit us off with the text. I, I, I knew it had been a while since they had done a, done a new show. I just figured I was they were like, too. Yeah, I, I figured they were like on holiday break or something. And then Jamil sent the text. I'm like, oh man, like, you know, um, yeah, bro. Like I was a day one fan of the Jalen and Jacoby show, bro. Like, I, I, I really miss those early Grantland days. <laughs> oh yeah, before it became Jalen was Grantland. Yeah, yeah. And like, dude, their chemistry was like amazing. You know, it was like, yeah. you could tell these two dudes were like friends in real life. You know, the way they spoke exactly. together. Jalen Rose was, I mean, the whole Grantland staff, it's like, they, they, they were sports commentators who were actual sports nerds who actually paid attention to the game and they didn't have any agendas or narratives they were pushing or any any players they were trying to appease, you know? And they just spoke the straight facts about about the game of basketball. And I always, always yeah. love that, you know? And, and you're right, it was definitely an inspiration for myself, you know? It's like, and, and hopping on the show with you. And, you know, it's, it's, it's weird how everything came together because What's funny is that like Chris Wynn was the first one of our peers to start podcasting. And I had yeah. the idea to do a podcast like back in like 2013. And, um, but everybody who I was wanting to do my podcast with, <laughs> we started moving away, we got this fellowship, blah, blah, blah. So I just kind of abandoned the idea. And then, cause I was under the impression that like we all had to be in one spot to do it. And, you know, of course, technology, you know, fixes things. And, you know, I saw a way I could actually do do my hip hop podcast. But you had a, a unique opportunity because you were kind of doing like a hybrid podcast where you were going to talk about, you know, music and sports. 
and right. it was like, like okay yeah yeah this is this is this is a dope idea but yeah Jalen and Jacoby definitely a, a a major influence you know and you know I, I I feel that like the reason podcasts are so popular is because the art of conversation is is getting lost you know and the art of debate is getting lost it's like you know social media unfortunately has made you know, exchanging ideas, even when two people disagree on something, kind of like an impossibility. You know, yeah. everyone just sends out whatever meme they agree with and then they dig their heels in on their position. But like, you know, like, let's have a discussion. You know, like, like, you know, me and you don't always agree on everything, but you know, we, we talk it out and I might convince right. you of something, you might convince me of something. And I, and I think that's like the whole appeal of podcasts, you know, and I I, I always like that about Jalen and Jacoby. Plus, plus, oh man, they, their love of hip hop culture too. And they're, they're embracing I mean, hip hop culture. I mean, the fact that they have uh, hip hop artists coming on their show on a major platform like ESPN is big. You know, you got West Side Gun, you got Chuck D, you got uh, Jada Fat Kiss. Joe, Jada Kiss. Like people are coming on they're getting these guys on the show. You don't see other shows like PTI and and even First Take, you know, doing stuff like that. You know what I mean? They were the only no. show that was doing that. And that's why I got to the point where you, you were lucky stopped. to see you were lucky to see old House Negro say still, you know what I mean? Right, right. <laughs> that, that was that was that was the diversity over there. That was it. That was it. They got what's her name off, you know, uh her name a uh, Carrie Champion, you know what I mean? It was like Carrie Champion came on. He's like, "That's what's that's what's up." You know, got something, to, got something to watch. Did she leave? You know, and Carrie kind of exposed the SPN for some stuff. Uh, Angel Hill, yeah, Angel Hill. So it's like, like man, that's and and honestly, you know, I think that honestly, I think that as far as Jalen Jacoby goes. I thought the show was going to get canceled last year <laughs> because of, you know, Jalen been having to push back on some things he said in previous, like, episodes and stuff that, you know, he has some stuff to say about the whole Paul Pierce incident. Then he has something to say, you know, that's then he put what's-his-name in, in check on national TV, uh, Kendrick Perkins. And then he had to, you know, ESPN forced him to apologize on that. Then he Wait, I don't remember that. What happened? Oh, that? oh, him and uh, Kendrick Perkins went at it uh, about the Warriors after the Warriors won the championship, and 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 Aylin called out Kendrick Perkins for false flagging, basically saying you wasn't saying nothing about the Warriors until now. Now they win a championship. Now all of a sudden you're, you you trying to make your take right. And it it got into a huge back and forth, and okay, I do vaguely remember that. And I think Mike Mike uh, Mike Green Green uh, Greeny was on, and Greeny kind of was like drinking his cup, like he kind of like stepped to the side and just kind of let them do their thing, because this ha- didn't happen on first day; it happened on Get Up. Yeah, yeah, and and then um, and then after that whole incident. Jalen Rose went live on on social media to put out a public apology towards, you know, the comments that he said towards Kendrick Perkins. And he mentioned that him and Kendrick talked off 
off camera about it and he apologized to Kendrick, all that other stuff, right? Then he had the other situation recently when the whole Kyrie stuff was going on. Not the Kyrie stuff, the uh, the coach, uh, Ime Udoka. And he mentioned that, you know, he mentioned his opinion on NBA Countdown. I do remember and that. And then they went to commercial and then he came back and it looked he had to apologize for what he said and it just his facial expression it looked like it was forced so yeah i, I don't know I, I just feel like yeah the Taylor, right one was on the wall you're right the right one was on the road and on the wall i think espn is kind of like i think after that i think that was the last straw and espn was like you know what <laughs> We gonna demote you in some way. I and I think J, I think Jacoby didn't agree with it, and it led to them saying goodbye to Jalen and Jacoby. So that's so that's just my perception. I don't think it's not fact, but that's just my perception of, of why I think that the show is done. Yeah, yeah. Because what's crazy, like I, I didn't even when they got bought out by ESPN, I didn't even think that the show was going to continue after Grandland folded. But apparently, the podcast was so popular, ESPN was like, okay, we're going to pick them up and syndicate it and put a little bit more money. Because remember, the studio changed and everything. Man, Rob, I hope one day we have a studio like that. <laughs> <laughs> that studio is one of the best, and I love the way they coordinated the background, the pictures in the background. You got Jalen with like all the hip hop culture stuff. You got Jay, Jay, you know, Jacoby with all his white boy stuff in the background. But it's still like he got Beastie Boys. He's got Larry Bird. He's got, you know, all the, the people that he looked up, the Jackson Five. You know what I mean? So it was Made just. Bus. It was like it was like I was like, man, these guys speak for me. You know, like they love yeah. sports, they love hip hop. You know, Jacoby is a white dude, but he's clearly a dude who, who he, whenever hip hop or culture related topics came up, he knew he, what he, he was always handled about. them with, with respect. You know, yeah. he, he, he spoke appreciative of like the, 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 the true art artists of the culture, you know, and Jalen cl clearly coming out of Detroit, he's cut from a certain cloth, you know. Um, right. Jalen is always going to be a real one to me. Like, I, I bought his book and read it cover to cover and everything. Like, um, I had That's done that tough. with a sports book since Jordan's book came out. But yeah, I bought, I bought his book. I wanted to support. Um, and yeah, he had a, he had a, yeah, he had a rough upbringing, man. So he's come from a certain club, but I always like the chemistry. I always like what, what they represented. Cause I felt like they, they, they represent me. Yep. Yeah. You know, they love Griselda. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, and and, and, and on, on top of that, it's like, they, they they ain't on they ain't in suits and and, and you know all of this they, they, I mean, they dress like us man just doing a show you know it was kind of like and they put like in the middle of the day like just they just right there you know you just turn them on oh man I relate to these dudes you know what I mean and that that's what I appreciate about you know Jalen and they was just they was like one of the one of the guys man it's like listen to two of the guys just chop it up about sports and hip hop and you know, I, I always like, you know, all the little segments they used to do. They kind of got away for that, from that towards the end where they used to do uh, Keep It Moving and, you know, Soft Move, Boss Move, Cultural Reasonable, you know. They were the only shows doing that, you know? So, 
that's the that's the biggest thing that I'm gonna miss about Jalen Jacoby. Now I really have no reason to watch ESPN anymore. Now, now <laughs> other than watch NBA basketball. To my understanding, Jacoby said he had tweeted out that he was he's got some other stuff cooking, but he's moving on from ESPN. Is Jalen still with ESPN? Yeah, Jalen's still with ESPN. Okay. You know, because he's still on NBA Countdown. So they're using them for that, but I don't know. Maybe they got some, maybe him and, I know they said they're working, ESPN also said they're working on a podcast for Jalen Rose. So we'll see how that goes. I think think Jalen's kind of already, I think Jalen already got a separate podcast that he's doing currently, but he ain't, he wasn't really pushing it as hard as he was when he was with Jalen Jacoby. So I don't know. But man, I would rather hear them same, without, yeah, without, without, without Jacoby, man. But no, you know, it's not. I mean, they, 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 they represented for the culture for what a good 10, 11 years. Oh, um, here's another little nugget too. That, that I don't know if you up on it, Ian, but if so, every show that they used to record on ESPN, I was eventually I started listening to the show on like podcast platforms because they would have extra stuff on there that they wouldn't even talk about on the show. You're right. You're right. You're right. I would, so I would always go to the podcast episode. Yeah. And you could tell because they would chop it up, you know, and, and just appease to like the sports topics and stuff like that. But then if you listen to the podcast version of it, they're talking about other stuff, you know, just everyday life stuff, you know, and to me, that's, I love it, you know, cause it's just them talking about, you know, cultural, regional stuff, you know, hip hop and a more in-depth conversation about it. You know, it, it, it was dope. It was dope. Yeah. So yeah, J- Jaco- Jacoby is that cool white friend, man. <laughs> He's that oh, cool yeah, white friend. For sure. And, and, and Everyone, Jay- everybody had one. Right, right, and and, J- and Jalen was he. I also like the fact that Jalen, because he played in the league for a number of years, he could pull us behind the curtain and give us the nitty gritty of what goes on behind closed doors on these teams and the different, you know, social dynamics on on teams that are good versus teams that are bad. That was cool too. Yeah, you know, exactly. and then like the 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 charity work that he was doing in Detroit was cool. I always liked that. I always that's something I always wish I could have gotten into and then like you know even him explaining like why he didn't use profanity you know it was like I was like huh that's that's a, that's an interesting way I've never heard it broken down but you know yeah, Jalen was Jalen 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 was a potty mouth back in the day yeah back in the day yep 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 <laughs> much like myself <laughs> speaking of pot speaking Speaking of potty mouth, man, uh, this is, you know, I hate to transition into this next topic, but it's got to be talked about, man. Skip Bayless, man. Like, Woo. It, so, is he so, turning into the next Kyrie Irving of media, sports media? And he might have already, he might have turned that corner a while ago. Um, now, what exactly did he say? Because I, I have not been paying attention to this story because it, here's the thing with me and Skip Bayless. Like, I, I am not caping for Skip Bay- Bayless. I am not defending Skip Bayless or whatever it was he said. But I am well aware that there's a very loud pro-LeBron contingent out there who 
jump at any opportunity to rip Skip Bayless a new one. So what exactly did he say? So, so Skip Bayless basically put out a tweet. Um, and basically this happened during the Bills Bengals game on Monday night. It was a big game. Both teams was fighting for top playoff position. And it was seven to three at this point in the first quarter. Now I was watching the game. I was actually paying special attention to this game because for those who might not know, uh, shout out to Victor, um, who I'm in the fantasy football league with. I was in the championship going up against Sam Curcio. Shout out to Sam Curcio. <laughs> big, big Sam, big Sam. So, so we, so Sam we was fight. Is it oh, Sam? Yeah, folks? Sam. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sam. Oh, that's that, that's King Sam, man. That's King Sam. <laughs> yeah, he he under the five. He King Sam. All right. Yeah, yeah, that's that's King <laughs> Sam, man. Sam, one of the good ones. He one of the the uh, the Jacobis, man. He can he can come to all the cookouts, but. Uh, <laughs> But yeah, uh, I was going up against him in the championship round and I had one player left, which was Josh Allen of the Bills. So, and he had the Bills defense on the other end. So I kind of was rooting for both teams to score points so I can win the championship. So I wasn't really (laughs) watching the game, but I was checking my score to, you know, on the fantasy football app. And I kept noticing that it was seven to three for like a good 30 minutes straight. I'm like, wait a minute. What's wrong with this game? Like, it's my, I kept refreshing my, my app. Like, thought it was they ain't app, in the second right. quarter. Yeah. I, I, they ain't in the second quarter yet. So I turned on the TV and I see ambulance on the field, players crying, huddled up. And I'm like, what's going on? So, you know, I was watching and they said, you know, uh, DeMar Hamlin, who, you know, was uh, the Bills. Uh, player safety at, at, at the time, you know, just a routine tackle. He had a heart attack on the field, right? So while he's having this heart attack, while while they're trying to revive him, he's basically not breathing, and they're trying to revive him. Tw- uh, tweeted during this happening, he said, "No doubt the NFL is considering postponing the rest of this game. How?" Uh, and then he says, this late in the season, a game of this magnitude is crucial to the regular season outcome, which suddenly seems so irrelevant. So Yeah, that was, that was, okay, I did hear about that. That was in bad taste. It's like, bro. Yeah. yeah. You, we don't even know what's going on. Die. We don't even know if this dude is going to live or die and you, you worried about, that, that was a, that was a callous tweet, you know, and, uh, you know, did he apologize for it? So, so it gets even more juicy. The next day, uh, of course, everybody's going in on Skip. Shannon Sharp doesn't show up to the next episode of Undisputed. And Skip does the show by itself. So that raised more speculations that Shannon Sharp didn't appreciate what Skip said about the whole situation. So the following day, which is two days later, Shannon shows up to the studio. Before they get to starting their show, Shannon wanted to make some remarks about Skip's comments and also why he wasn't on the show yesterday, the day before, I mean. So so, so Shannon gets into, you know, 
how he felt about how he was feeling during that whole situation with DeMar Hamlin. And it also took him back to when his brother, Sterling Sharp, who had almost, well, he didn't have a heart attack on the field, but he had a situation where he was kind of, he was out of it for a minute before he got carted off in an ambulance that ended his brother's career. So, so uh, he basically said to Skip that he didn't appreciate his comments and Skip kind of interrupted and Shannon was like, see, that's the problem. You don't even want to, you, you, you don't even want me to talk about this and you don't want me to express my feelings. You all got to cut, you always got to cut me off. And Skip was like, well, we didn't agree to talk about this on the air. He was like, yes, we did. He was like, eventually the, 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 um, the network had some issues with what you were saying. And then Skip Bayless was like, oh, the, the network didn't have no issues with what I had to say. I stand by what I said. And so Skip just turned to the camera and was like, let's start the show. <laughs> so, so, you know, they went on and did the show, you know, Shannon's still on there, whatever, whatever, but, um, Barkley and, 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 uh, Barkley and Shaq has been going in on Skip and Shannon super hard. They've been taking subliminal shots at them on their shit on, on NBA on TNT. It is hilarious. Then Shaq goes on his podcast with Spice Adams and says says that Shannon should just take Skip in the back and choke the mess out of him. <laughs> One good time. And uh, then starts impersonating um, Shannon Sharp's voice. Yo, okay. It's hilarious. Okay. You you gotta see it, man. You gotta. I'll send you the uh, link to it. But, dude, uh, man, this whole thing with Skip, man, like, I don't know what's going on, but honestly, and I know there's a lot of people that's going in on. Even Stephen A. went on um, Draymond Green's podcast recently and said that Skip was in the wrong for what he said. So, uh, man, dude, do you think this? Uh, are we seeing the end of Skip on, on 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 sports media, man? At this point, I, I don't I don't know. It's hard to say because he's he's been such an indelible figure, and he he's he said other unpopular he's voiced other unpopular opinions in the past as well. So it's 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 hard to say, man. It's hard to say. I, I do think that like if Demar Hamlin had died, unfortunately, like it, that that probably would have been enough to get him off the air. But I mean. Regardless of what happens, I think Skip Bayless at the end of the day is going to be okay. Um, but you know, people are going to people are going to get their complaint on about it. Uh, like I said, there are people who have never liked Skip Bayless, and he he did say a messed up thing and an insensitive thing and a callous thing. But I don't think it's going to be the end of him per se. You know, it might be the end of Shannon Sharp's partnership with him, but. Um, yeah, a lot of people are kind of clamoring for for Shannon to leave. Yeah, I saw that. I saw that. I just, I, I didn't know exactly what he had said, so I was kind of reserving judgment. But, like, 
now that you've informed me, um, yeah, yeah, he he shouldn't have said that. I mean, he shouldn't have said that. It's like that's that's something you you might express in private, like, oh man, it's messed up. We ain't gonna get a proper conclusion to the season now. But you don't you don't beam that out to the to the world. You know, when when dude is literally still hooked up to a breathing machine. Exactly. There's just, a time and place for that. Yeah. There's yeah, a time and place for that. And I say that to say this, I mean, because I was, like I said, I'm playing fantasy, but I'm in a championship game. You know, we, you know, but at the same time, I, when I saw, when I saw that scene, I, 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 I didn't care at that point. I didn't care about fantasy football at that point. It's like, man, I, I just hope dude, all right, you know? So, yeah. you know, and then, you know, on the other end, as far as what would, what we do about fantasy and how we going to settle who's going to win this championship, we'll figure it out a week from now. But as of right now, we'll just wait for my man to heal up, you know, if, if it may, wait for my man to get revived and, and see and what low happens. Low-key, that situation that came from that game getting postponed, bro, I had never seen so much excitement over the following week's games and how they could play out. If this team wins, that team loses, and this team, you know what I mean? Like, it was right. a lot of excitement around that. Like, I, yeah. I can say that personally just from the barbershop discussions, you know? Um, yeah. And it's a possibility they could play again because they're both got weak first round opponents. So whoever win those games, they're going to end up playing each other in the playoffs anyway. So that's, you know, if they end up meeting in the playoffs, it's going to create even more drama for that game. So... Yeah, man, it is what it is, man. You know, he just got released out of the hospital yesterday. Shout out to Demar, you know, for for making it out, you know, and uh, you know, hope, hope hope my man just you know get better, man. <laughs> indeed, indeed, yeah, yeah. That's that's the that's the natural human reaction. But yeah, like yeah. the the, the gambling that this and bets that this is spurred on the situation is, you know, <clears throat> if you're into that, you know, it's 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 a lot going on with that right now. Yeah, it's going to be a busy couple of weeks in sports all across the board. Uh, but real quick, man, before we go into our mailbag, man, let's let's go to a commercial break. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. All right. Hey, yo, part two, AI and J Kiss presenting the A6 from the wrist could tell us a straight switch. Now nah, I'm the problem and he's the answer. Soon as you try to guard up, you ain't got a chance to stop it. Any given time, he could pop it. The Reebok A6 is hot. Go cop it. For 2K3, I rock the A6 with my new kicks. Take a few hits, it ain't nothing. I'm used to it. Trying to build a team, I'm the player you need. Hard like Willis Reed, top thief and score in the league. There's no way to disguise your dream. Besides family, the only thing on his mind now is a he got love for the game, his start was huge And you seen him play hurt cause his heart is huge Six feet, 165, call ISO Anytime he wanna split your five Play the win, he'll play for stats Brought the hood to the game and they love him for the braids and tats Yeah, track masters, AI and J-Kiss Make sure you go out and get a pair of the A6 Part 2, AI and J-Kiss presenting the A6 It's all fundamental and basics Part 2, AI and J-Kiss presenting the A6 It's all fundamental and basics all right, we back. All right, all right. So uh, I got a new name for Mailbag, man. You know what I mean? Because I feel like I watch a lot of podcasts and a lot of people, they use Mailbag time. Mailbag this, Mailbag that. I'm like, man, MVP, we we, we original, man. We original. <laughs> so I decided to change this segment to MVP Train of Thought. 
train Ooh, of thought, I like man. It. I like it. I like it. Get on the train of thought, nigga. I mean, people. <laughs> <laughs> I'm keeping that. I'm keeping that. I like that. <laughs> I'm not editing that out. <laughs> if if anyone has smoke, see me, not Rodney. <laughs> Man, so I'm gonna get a floor to you, Ian. My my, it's, this is very apropos. Um, my 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 train of thought question for you: When when and why did you actually start curtailing your use of the N word? Oh man, that's a good question. So for me, it it was more of a um, because here's the thing: I'm gonna put this out there. I know a lot of brothers, even uh, like. Couple of my COs, I'm not gonna mention who they are, but uh, they use it. <laughs> you know what I mean? In private with me, they're not gonna use it out, you know, in the open with the brothers, but just <laughs> just casually. Wait, I, I've never heard a CO say it, but if oh. there's one, I think I know the one you're talking about. Hey, bro. Hey, bro. I, I, I yeah, yeah, like comfortably, like it ain't nothing. And I was just like, I, I'm just laughing, like, all right, whatever, you know. But um, but for me, um, the N word is it, it, just something that me and my wife actually established, um, you know, because I, I, you know, now that we're when we moved out this way, when we moved out this way, uh, my distaste for the word uh, for me, uh, and 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 the slap of reality hit me when uh. I was working in the territory one day. Okay. And uh and this wasn't the we I was already kind of like easing my way out of saying it. And and every now and, and I'm gonna say this in too, you know, every now and then it'll spill. Every now and then it'll spill. That's why I grant myself 10 a year. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I grant I grant myself 10 a year, man. But well, se seven but, of those 10, I'm sure you use on one person. <laughs> But that's an off-wax conversation. Yeah, that's an off-wax conversation. I haven't used them yet, but uh, it's still early in the year. Uh, nothing <laughs> really. It's been kind of slow this year so far. But um, I remember being out in the field service. And, you know, I go to, a, you know, and you know, a lot of people that listen to this podcast for a long time know, I go to a fairly mixed congregation. But when I first got to Burbank, wasn't very, wasn't mixed. It was just me and my wife. That was it. We were okay. out of number. So uh, we were working a territory and it was uh, it was me, my wife and two sisters and they they were Caucasian sisters. So uh, it was some guys standing uh, across the street. It was some guys across the street and uh, they were just standing there at a truck. It was like a pickup truck. And um he looked at us, one of the guys looked at me and my wife, and I didn't hear it. My wife heard it. Cause I think I was kind of in the process of talking to her. And Danita was like, wait, what? Did he just say what I thought he said? And I was like, what did he say? And she was like, he just said the N-word. Get those N-words across the street. And I was like, oh, they did. So I got heated instantly. I got heated, but I, I, I just said, you know what? I'm out here, I'm doing Jehovah's work. I'm doing Jehovah's work. 
<laughs> I'm gonna turn Clifton Powell. <laughs> um, then, but you know who did turn Clifton Powell? The sisters behind me. They walked up to me. They ran. They rushed towards us. When he said that, they rushed towards us. Turned me and Danita around. They was like, they called you the N word. He want us to go across the street and say something to them. I was like, no, no, it's not. No, y'all don't have to. She's like, how we? I mean, one of the sisters was he. Like, she was ready to to just go ballistic. I was mm. like, no, y'all ain't got to do all that. Y'all ain't got to do all that. It's, it's she all star, you know. <laughs> she all star, man. <laughs> she all star for real, you know. She she all star. So. Uh, yeah, man. And, and when that happened, man, that, that really like, I was like, okay, okay. This is, uh, you know, this is not the first time this happened to me. It's the first time it's happened to me in the ministry, but like, I'm really starting to, you know, I, I, I'm gonna just not say this. I, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going to say it unless I have to, I'm not going to say it's, it, it's, it used to be a casual thing for me to say it, you know, but now I was like, nah, I, I, I'm just, that affected me, you know, for a long time. So. Is it because you identify the word now with its original intent or? It was, or, a, it, 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 it was the way it was said. It was the tone. You know, Danita said it was the tone. You know what I mean? That just really, it made me think about, you know, slavery. It made me think about all of the bad things you know that transpired towards our culture you know and it was just like man dude like me and Danita had a serious conversation about saying it not too long before this incident happened so it kind of led to me saying you know what I I'm not gonna say it you know what I mean I'm gonna just I'm gonna leave it alone let it be especially and, and then especially since I'm at this you know I'm in a congregation you know I'm trying to you know <laughs> At the time, I wasn't a, a servant yet. You know what I mean? I, I was trying to reach out and, and everything, trying to be on my best behavior. So, you know, a lot of that kind of helped in regards of me kind of getting rid of it from my everyday language. So, uh, and that's just something that I, you know, kind of just established over the years, man. Me and Danita established over the years. Danita didn't say the word, but you know she didn't like me saying it so okay so it was also kind of like to 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 adjust to your wife's preferences too yeah that too you know gotcha gotcha yeah yeah D Danita wasn't that type but like like she was I spent a couple years with her at Chaz at the high school and yeah she was she was always always like exemplary like you know E e even when I, I went through my brief periods where I wasn't cussing, I definitely said the N-word. So, <laughs> but she wasn't one of them types, you know? Right, right. <clears throat> yeah. yeah, I was just curious. I, I didn't know if it had something to do with the fact you were in a more diverse conversation, congregation so that your thought process, it didn't even even come up, the word didn't even come up in your thought process anymore. I mean, that played a factor too. I mean, when you're around... You know, when you're now around your 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 culture, you you tend to adjust, you tend to adapt, right? So when it becomes that, also kind of help, and it being easier for me not to say it because I don't want to get 
you know, I don't want them to feel like they can say it around me. You know what I, because in the world, you know, back in the day, you you could say it around different cultures casually and it won't be a problem. So I didn't want that to be, you know, we had a lot of young people at the time that went to my country that, that kind of looked up to me because I kind of was like, you know, getting to know a lot of the young, you know, young brothers out there, you know, at, at Burbank and everything. So I didn't want to be casually saying it around them and then feel like they can, you know, say it's to any other black dude and <laughs> you know what I mean? Like right. I don't want it to you Right. Know, they say it to me when I come over right. and visit you and then they get their jaw broken. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, exactly. We sit around and, and Sam just busts out and say it and you know, King I'm trying to break y'all up. <laughs> King Sam said and I'm trying to break y'all up. <laughs> Okay, I I I I get that. I I, I totally respect it, man. Like I I um, you know, obviously, you know, I, I'm I'm of another opinion. I'm way more liberal with the word, um, and I, I was just curious, and I, I I totally respect your stance. Like I think that's that's a good thing, and you know, you're making you make that adjustment for the the right reasons, you know. Um, my 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 argument for me still using it, basically, is that. The word in our in the context we use it, it is cultural property now. Yeah, it had it had a bad origin. It was right. the origin of the word was 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 used to describe our own wretchedness. But like we've we've taken it and flipped it and 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 you know uh, kind of taken the poison out of it a bit. <laughs> but it's still very much our word. Right. And me not saying it the word or refraining from saying the word isn't going to stop what racist white people do. You know what I mean? Right. Um, if, if if they really want to say it, like the case when, like the experience you had out in the ministry, they'll say it. It don't matter what I do. Yeah, they're going to so, say it. It's not. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not going to censor myself for those people's sake. You know. Now I'm not going to get in front of the governing body. Member, a member, and, and and freely use the word because they, yeah, brother, I, her I, looking at you like, mm-hmm. oh, you know what, young man, let's just have a private <laughs> conversation, or, or or you know, or brother Let, you know, like, yeah. like <laughs> <laughs> we don't use those words. <laughs> uh, you Brother Morris got some black in his family too, so I'm sure he's he's heard. Yeah, yeah, both his both his kids married married black, so yeah. Um, you know, so yeah, that that's my that's my reasoning. That's my reasoning. Like, it, I, I totally respect those who who want to refrain from using the word, but you know, I, I'm not going to refrain from using it. Like, I, I just I don't see the point in it. You know. Yeah. And sometimes you really yeah. need to use it. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, when hey, hey some, sometimes things happen, man, and you just get so fired up, man. It, it's just, it just comes. It just comes naturally. You know what I mean? So yeah, it's like, man, I couldn't say no other word but the N word. <laughs> you know? <laughs> I doubt y'all want me saying mother effort. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> right, and that's and that's that's yeah. You don't want you don't want me to resort to that. So and I, that's what I think. I feel like a lot of brothers say it because it's like. We can't say those other words. So it's like 
but but the most savage thing that we're so angry about, we want to express how we feel. So that's the go-to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and dude, I, I, I'll be honest, man, I say it so much. I, I've called white people the N-word, you know, to their face, you know, like, and they don't know how to respond. Like, um, oh, oh, okay, all right. <laughs> all right, buddy, old pal. I refer I refer to my 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 cats as the n-word. I refer to inanimate objects by the n-word. You know, I just I just yeah, I just can't I can't kick it. I call I call my I, I called the remote control the n-word the other day. Cuz it wasn't working right. Hey man, this this N word ain't working right. <laughs> oh, oh man. Uh, yeah. I I actually watched an interesting. Uh, it wasn't a documentary. It was a YouTube channel which with, with that broke down Chris Rock's iconic uh, stand up where he talked <laughs> about. How much he hate uh, <laughs> the oh, yeah. words, yeah. you know, and and just you know a complete like step by step breakdown of that particular um, stand up and how how Chris Rock, you can tell there were sections of that stand up that was just natural. It wasn't scripted. It was just how some who just be out there acting like whatever, you know, get to you, you know, it's just, and that's what it is. It's like when things get to us, when things get to us, that's the word that comes out. Yeah. Yeah. That's, it, it, it comes out. So, yeah. But, but the, yeah, for me, you know, like I said, you know, uh, we got our group chat, you know, there's other, you, know, you you ain't the only one that said in our group chat and, you know, to each his own, you know, it's, it's. I do, I do get the feeling that I'm probably the one that uses it the most. Yeah, but, but here's the thing, like, it's not just because you use it the most doesn't mean that other people aren't using it at all. Like people use it in their language. They might not use it as frequently as you, but they, they don't feel bad saying it. Or they don't they, they don't keep track of of how many times they say it like I am. <laughs> you know what I mean? So that that's just the thing, you know. To each his own. If if people want to say it, you know, because like I said, I've heard CEOs say it. I've heard you know elders. You know, I I grew up in congregations where elders say it all the time. So <laughs> <it's>, <laughs> you know, that's what it is. You know. So uh, at the end of the day, uh, Joe was going to judge. <laughs> it's not going to be, you know, whatever. So it's not in my place to, to, to judge that. So uh, I'm going to do what I do and people going to do what they do. Yeah, yeah, most of that. I do, I do wonder if we'll say it in paradise. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going I'm to I'm be, be calling my pet tiger N-word. <laughs> 
Hey, just find a Black Panther, dude. Just find yo, yo, a Black out. Panther and call it. Check out, yeah, check out how high this N word can jump. Watch this. <laughs> oh man, you got you got any more trainer? I, I have one, but it's it's it's. I'm gonna say that for another show because it's it's gonna require a story time from you. Okay, for sure, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, but uh, yeah, I don't have any. But uh, what I do have, I do have my top ten. I do have a yes. top ten for you. Yes, yes, Rodney. I cannot wait. I could not wait. Let me get my pen and whatnot. Yeah. So I, I mean, most of these you probably already have, but uh, yeah, uh, MVP music table discussion uh, is here. I just recently, for those who uh, watched uh, Coffee and Beats. Um, and Vibes and Stuff. Vibes and Stuff just recently did an episode uh, not too long ago. Everybody unleashed their top 10 hip-hop albums of all time. Oh, not, oh, not of all time, but 2023, 22. Can't talk today. 22. And for me, I also, for Coffee and Beats, I did a top 25 list uh, of more, of my more eclectic taste in music. <laughs> indeed, and, indeed. Yeah. So, uh, but then, you know, I, I've been, I, I still keep my ear to the streets. I still keep my ear to some of the hip hop that's coming out as well. And, um, you know, how did I'm we do on that episode, by the way? Huh? How, how did we do on that episode? Which episode? The, the, the year end wrap up with the, with the albums. Oh man, that was dope. I, I thought that was dope. Everybody had good lists, man. Everybody had real good top 10 lists. Um, all the albums that there's one album that didn't get mentioned that I'm gonna have on this list. Um, uh, <laughs> and I figured nobody was gonna have it on this list because it's really, really underground. But you know, I get into it um, once we uh, tackle it. But yeah, I like it. I like I liked everybody's list. Um, it's just nice to get everybody's perspective of you know hip hop. You know, everybody like they hip hop a certain way, you know? Yeah, yeah. So, you know, shout out to them. Shout out to them. But I'm a... Uh, I can't wait, man. I can't wait to hear your list. Because, yeah, you you were not one of the ones who were able to make it on that week. I know yeah. myself, Jamil, Vince, and I think Reggie, we, we ran through ours. So I got some honorable mentions. Um, and I'll start off with those. Uh, starting off from the lowest to the highest. All right, so from the lowest, I got, um, sorry. Ugh, something got stuck. Oh, what is this? Oh man, how did hair get in my mouth? <laughs> man, man, cutting hair ain't fun when it comes. That's the, that is the, my least favorite part of my job, man. Ugh, getting hair on everything. Hair in your mouth, ugh. Oh, dude, it's the worst. But anyway, uh, honorable mention. Uh, Homeboy Sandman, still champion. I got that as an honorable mention. I heard uh, the album, though. It, it's a dope album, man. And he, it, no cursing. No cursing throughout. It's a short listen, 10 tracks, dope beats. Decca is the producer. He produced most of the album. Uh, pretty dope. Uh, Conway, The Machine, God Don't Make Mistakes. 
I think it was just one of those albums that's just a victim of it came out too early in the year and so much heat that came out afterwards. Indeed, that, indeed. Um, but still, but still worth checking out. Uh, Quelly Chris, Def Fame, uh, is also an honorable mention. Man, Lil bro, Sam. I'm glad you brought that up, bro. Yeah, Quelly, that Quelly Chris was dope. It was, man. It and and was he's not for everybody. He's not for everybody. I get it, but like. He really delivered on that album with the concept and like his his yeah. witty one-liners and whatnot. And the production was very dark and underground. And I, I just loved it, man. I just loved it. He's so funny to me, man. <laughs> he says some of the most wittiest stuff. But uh, yeah, I got him as an honorable mention. Uh, Little Sims, no thank you. This, this album came out late in the year. Now, originally when I first listened to it, I wasn't wow, I wasn't blown away about it because of the fact that it sounded like and I don't know, Ian, if you've been uh, listening to a lot of uh, the projects that came out from Salt. The, uh, it's kind of like an anonymous group of collectives that, you know, come out with these albums that no, are very been. mysterious, very, you know, they're, they're pretty dope albums, man. Like, I've been following them for the last four years now, and um, they touch on a lot of, like, social injustice issues, a lot of things they're they're from the uk all from the uk and little sims have done has done projects with them but they're kind of like an anonymous collective so uh actually there's a there's a rapper i forgot her name it's not coming up to to me but she's from the 90s she was like affiliated with native tongues she wasn't popular with the native tongues but she's actually contributes to a lot of their projects as well so like you know uh, if you haven't listened to Saw, I, I, I'll give you some recommendations because they got so much, so many albums. Not all of them are good, but I'll just shoot you the good ones. But um, yeah, I just felt like this project sounded too much like a continuation from that. And then I, and okay. it's kind of like, uh. but then after I listened to it the second time, I was like, okay. All right, I'm I'm feeling this. I'm feeling this. And then she actually, Lil Sims just dropped a 10 minute video of like four or five songs from the album and just combined it into one video. Oh wow. Which was pretty dope. Yeah, yeah. It is it's it's pretty dope. And that's what made me kind of like soften up towards the album. So another again came out late in the year, not in time enough for me to put it in my top 10, but still dope. And then uh, I don't know how you felt about this album, but I, I liked it. Uh, Open Mike Eagle, Component Systems with the Auto bro, Reverse, man. Bro, I had that on my honorable mentions when I when I did my when we did yes, our follow did. up. You did, episode. you did have it. Yes, you did, you did have it. Uh, I love that. I love that record, man. I, I love that, too, bro. Dude, and, and I, I got put onto it too late in the year, but like every every track that came on, I'm like, man, I'm digging this. Like, like Open Mike Eagle has always impressed me. Like. But I just wish I could have spent more time with it. Cause like by the time I heard it, I had like uh, less than a week to put my list together. And I'm like, man, I gotta okay. put this on my honorable mentions. Yeah, I I uh Money in the Banks was really like standing by the album earlier this like mid-season. And I was shout like, out, oh, let me give out. it a shot. Yeah, shout out to Money in the Banks, man. He came through. He yeah, made, he made an appearance. Uh, he made a, a a strong appearance on the show, man. We definitely put I got plans on having him back for at least two more shows and um you know for the season and uh yeah man shout out to open mic eagle 
Chicago's own open mic equal. Chicago's very own. That's right. That's right. All right. So here's my top 10. Here's my top 10. At number 10, I got Benny the Butcher, Tana Talk 4. Um, I mean, what more to say about that album? Uh, I love that album from front to back. Um, at number nine, I got Billy Woods, Ethiopes. Woo! Excellent. Excellent project. I'm a huge Billy Woods fan. I like that weird hip hop. And you've been knowing me for a long time. You know I like that weird hip hop. Yeah, bro, bro. I do that weird so, left hill hip hop. Bro, if you were a fan of like Company Flow and all of them like that kind of yeah. day, Billy Woods is your man. I'm so glad Billy Woods made somebody's top 10 list. It was a tough year. It was a stiff year because there was a lot of quality hip hop that came out. But the Billy Woods yeah. Ethiopians was definitely dope. Like, from the first track, I'm like, oh man, this dude is doing something different. And then like the track about the blind date that went yes. wrong. Oh. <laughs> and the collaborations with some, it, it was a, it was a lot of strong features on the album where yeah, he, he had was a, just, uh, didn't he have a company flow reunion on Yeah, there? he had a company flow reunion. It was so good, man. So good. Uh, yeah, shout out to Billy Woods, man. If y'all don't, y'all don't listen to this, man. Uh, yeah. Open y'all minds, man. Open your minds. Get away from the typical boom bap sound. I love boom bap just like the next person that love hip hop, but sometimes I just want something weird, man. Yeah, I mean, so bro, That's just, just me, man. Up, just something a little different, man. Some original, yeah. like you don't got to be a boom bap revisionist all the time, like you know. Yeah. But but if you're a casual hip hop fan, this this might not be for you. No, it a flower over your head. Uh, Lupe Fiasco, Drill Music in Zion, comes in at number eight on my mm. list. Love that album. Very big surprise. Best album he's came out with that has gotten my attention in over a decade. Uh, I mean, he's 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 had some okay albums, you know. At, uh, eh. You know, you listen to him, but you be like, yeah, but it's Lupe. And then you keep <laughs> on, you go about your day but this album actually kept me coming back so shout out to Lupe he had a big year um, at number 7 now here's an album that did not make anybody's top 10 list unless I missed it um, it's a hip hop artist called ES S and the name of the album is called Do You Want a Piece of Me huh. and um, this is a it's a clean it's a clean listen actually clean hip-hop all the way through uh it reminds me of a j live project if you're a fan of j live i think you'll like this one um solid beats on here uh it's a it's a he basically it's the album about just getting to know him as an artist and um the struggles that he he has gone through with trying to balance you know, being a hip hop artist with with real life, it's it's a good project. And then he's kind of like, there's a, another track where he's basically telling you his his entire story, and he's in the chorus, he's asking you, do you want me to keep going, or do you want me to stop it here? And it's like, all right, I just keep going, and I'm telling you, to, it, it's a dope, it's a dope project, and I think you'll like it. Um, yeah. But I got an ES. It's called Do You Want a Piece of Me. Um, dope project and uh, it's been in my rotation all year at number six I got Kendrick Lamar Mr. Morale and the Big Steppers Uh, dude I I just my opinion on this album man it's 
I feel like I'm watching a hip-hop musical every time I listen to this album. Like, and I ain't saying that in a bad way. I'm saying it in a good way. It's like, I want this album to be live so bad, dude. I want this whole album to be on stage. I need Kendrick Lamar to find some actors and, and just, I think he's got something here. I, I think yeah. he's got something with this project. Like, it is... It is the most, and, and, and I'm not, I know it didn't sit well with some people that was expecting, you know, uh, one of the, you know, to listen to the banger at the banger. I, I accepted it for what it was when I listened to it. Um, I was blown away in some areas uh, of the albums too. You know, the the, the song with Porter's head, you know, very emotional song. The song about his sister, you know, his uh, his auntie uh, was his, his auntie, right? Being a transgender, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, uh, you know, the, the the toxic relationship in the, the you know the addition of Kodak Black that rubbed a lot of people the wrong way. I I just thought Kendrick did everything that people was not expecting, and that's what I wanted from a Kendrick album because. Every Kendrick album that's coming out that has came out in the past is something that I don't expect him to do. And that's what makes him a great artist. So for people that didn't like this this album, I don't I don't know what I don't know what you're going through in life where you just can't appreciate art, but you know, I and, and you you know how I felt how I originally felt about To Pimple Butterfly. But over the years, I've warmed up to that album because I realized the type of artist Kendrick is. And it made me appreciate To Pimp a Butterfly a lot more than I did in the past. When I was just looking for, mm. oh, I just need I just need an itch scratched. And I think that's what it was. Everybody wanted a Kendrick Lamar itch scratch. And Kendrick was like, nope, I ain't scratching it. Yeah, people wanted Good Kid, Mad City. Like, they wanted yeah. him to make make four versions of that and it's like that's not what he's gonna do no no he wasn't and I, i'm glad he went that direction you know is it, it you know you it, you could do a tier list and rank the albums i'm not doing all of that i just i'm just here to appreciate what he did it and i'm just happy he came out with with what he's going through that's what artists do all the time they come out with albums that you know if they're going through certain things in life, you know, his addiction to sex and and all of that stuff, it's like, okay, rap about it. Put it on wax. Let's let's hear it. Yeah. It yeah, that's what I want to hear. You know, don't don't present to me the person you want me to think you are. Present to me the person you actually are. Like Exactly. Exactly. You know? And and Cass wasn't ready for that. Oh, they wasn't. Uh next up at number five, I got Fly Anakin Frank. Love Ooh. this album to death. I've been, Ian, you know me. I've been standing by Pink Seafood and Fly Anakin since the minute I listened to them. Back in back during the pandemic, that's when I was you, introduced you have, to them. You have. You you put me on the Pink Seafood. I, I I was I was I was kind of on the fence about him. And then I discovered Fly Anakin. I had no idea they were part of the same crew. And yeah. I started trying to put people on the Fly Anakin. And like, you know, some, some people were hesitant. People like Jason, he texted me 
uh, a couple weeks ago. Man, I got a chance to really sit with this fly Anakin. It's, it's actually pretty dope. I'm like, man, I told you. <laughs> hey, when when um what got me on to them is it, actually, I was listening to Pink Seafood and not really realizing I was listening to him for a while. And then one day, I mean, that I think 2020, they dropped uh, him and, and, and um, fly, fly Anakin um, dropped an album together. And I was like, okay, let me listen to this, see what this is all about. And I was blown away. And I was like, and their chemistry together on a track, to me, is amazing. Um, they feed off each other very well. And um, yeah, dude. And then Fly, you know, Fly Anakin just, I mean, he just knocks it out the park with this album, man. Like, uh, you know, it, it doesn't start. I love I love it from front to back, but if you're if you're giving this to a casual fan to listen to, you know they're gonna be a little turned off by some of the skits and everything. But dude, just listen to the music. <laughs> it's I mean his 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 wordplay, his delivery. I love I love everything about this project. I, I think yeah. Uh, at at number four, I got Westside Gun Ten. <laughs> Avengers Endgame, man. That's all I think about with this album. Avengers Endgame, man. Excellent <laughs> way to close out the series, man. <laughs> um, at number three, I got Jid, the Forever Story. J I D, the Forever Story. Um, this dude keeps getting better with each album. And I, I hate the I hate the Kendrick Lamar comparisons that constantly gets put on this dude. Like they're two different artists. They're not the same. They don't rap about the same thing. He just, and to me, I don't even think he sounds like Kendrick. I just think he sounds like a, you know, an Atlanta rapper that, like he's giving me witch doctor vibes, but with a little bit more, you know, new age uh, street to him. I, I, I just, I don't know. I've just been a Jet fan for a while. So I, I was really impressed with this project. Um, the production is is solid you know his his storytelling is getting better um crack sandwich is one of my favorite songs <laughs> i gotta spend some more time with the forever story like I, I gave it a quick run through but like i didn't really get out of my chance like i should have but like everybody's telling me how dope it was i wasn't that high on it but I, i'll check it out again He's, I mean, he showed his versatility on this album, man. I mean, it, it's, it's, it's dope, man. I think he, you know, I'm not a big fan of the Dreamville circle, but I'm a fan of him. And this dude, <laughs> yeah, he, 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 he came with it this year. Uh, and then number two and number one, um, you pretty much know what's about to come with this one. Uh, at number two, I got King's Disease Nas, King's Disease 3. Uh man, I mean, just 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 an exclamation point. You know what? I'm gonna mention this. I'm gonna mention this, Ian. Um, Nas is Nas has entered the goat conversation in my opinion. Oh, absolutely. We we discussed this on the on the on the review. Like to me, he's kind of solidified his goat status right now. Like yeah. You compare his last four albums to Jay Z's last four albums. That's all I gotta say. Yep. Yep. Yeah. And he's been doing it longer than Jay Z. 
longer than Jay-Z, yep. Yeah, I, I just... Man, Nas, man. Whew. I don't know what's gotten into him, but... And then, I mean, him and, and Hit Boy are match made in heaven, man. Like... Yeah. Yep. And then at number one, I got Black Thought and Danger Mouse cheat codes. Woo! Uh, so I'm not alone. I'm not alone. Like, I thought that was the best album of the year. Best album of the year. And I'm, I was disappointed to see that a lot of renowned hip-hop pages didn't have this even mentioned in a lot of their top 10, top 25s. Like, how did you miss this? How do you miss this? This 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 lyrical beatdown. This this the the danger mouse. I mean, just I was a little, I I admit I admit I was a little worried when I first heard that they were coming out with a project together because I'm not a, I'm not a huge fan of Danger Mouse, but man, Danger Mouse was in his bag on this album, man, production wise. Absolutely, absolutely. It, it, it's the album with the most replay value for me this year. Yeah, I mean, I've I've been playing this album all year. It's just that that album, the Bodie James, and the Nas really. Oh, and the Fly Anakin, like I those, see the Bodie James in a lot of people's list too. Like like that Bodie James killing nothing was just just great, man. Great. I, I listen to it when I get off of work. You know what I'm saying? I listen to it when yeah. I'm stuck in traffic. I listen to it when I'm getting ready for the meeting. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, like he make me want to sell drugs to the community, man. Yeah. <laughs> I'm surprised. I'm surprised you did not have uh, Freddie Gibbs on your list. Um. Yeah. I, I I like that project too. I just wasn't. I didn't go back to it a lot. So I, I just, you know. I don't know. I just, I don't know. Man, I, I got so accustomed to listening to Freddie Gibbs' Mad Libs production that I just was like, eh. it, it was still a good album. Still a good album. I, I didn't, I didn't have any issues with it. I, I enjoyed it. I just wasn't, not enough to put it in the top 10 because I didn't really go back to it that much. I'm just basing it off what I've been constantly going back to. Um, but, but yeah. That one didn't, didn't make it. Oh, another honorable mention, Liz too. Shout out to Liz too, by the way. You know, of course, that made my top ten actually. I know. <laughs> <laughs> you had it up there pretty high too. <laughs> it was it was number seven actually. Like, bro, hey, it hey. was a good album. It was like <laughs> they was going of, in like, on you, Ian. They was going in yeah, on you. Yeah, whatever. They, they, you, they, whatever, bro. bro if, if if you don't think that's a top ten album here, you was on Front Street. <laughs> Just, just in terms of beats and rhymes, this was like, to me, that was the strongest Griselda project of the year. It's a, it's an argument. It's an argument. I don't, I don't disagree with you. I mean, name the whack beats on there. Like, like there really were none. And it's like she's technically proficient as an MC, and then the guest appearances were all fire. Like, and it's, it's a, it's a, it's not a long album. It's only like forty minutes, I believe. But it like she gets yeah, to the point quick. You know, and she she gives us what I what I wanted. Like it's like, I don't know, man. Like like cats, see cats, cats don't be wanting to show love to to the female MCs, man. I don't know why. <laughs> I don't know why. Especially after that Diana video. 
Hey man, all right. She be spitting, man. She be spitting. I, I ain't gonna front. The girl can. The girl's got. She's got lyrics, man. So yeah, but that that's it. That's that's it, man. That's my top ten, and I'm sticking to it. Yes, sir. That's a solid top ten. Yeah. Yeah, I appreciate it, bro. Um, I'll, I'll probably save this next topic for another show because I'm running out of time here. So I'm going to get to to the awards, man. Brother Sanders Award. Brother Sanders Side Out Award. You got one for us? I do. I do. This week's Brother Sanders Side Out Award is going to another uh, YouTube content creator by the name of Maya Muse, um, spelled M-A-Y-E. And then Muse, spell M-U-S-E. Um, she's a content creator. She does a lot of interesting, like, uh, social and cultural um, video essays on different topics that are of particular interest to me. Uh, she's a black chick. I actually first discovered her through Tony Baker. Um, mm. Her and Tony Baker used to do this, this like, question show back in the day. And then, like, of course, his career blew up, and then she went off to do her own thing, but um, shout out oh, to my I know who, I, I'm, I'm looking her up now. I, I've seen her before. Okay, yeah, yeah, I've seen her before. I haven't watched her content, but yeah, I remember her from Tony Baker's platform. Yeah, she seems cool. She is, yeah, she is. Yeah, I'm gonna hit the, hit the subscribe button right now <laughs> <when> I'm here. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, my, mine's go to B. Lynn Cub. Who? B. Lynn Cub. B, just a regular B, L Y N N C U H H. Uh, she actually does a lot of um, collaborations with uh, what's that dude's name? Lou Young. Okay. Yeah. Um, she's hilarious, dude. She is hilarious. She kind of reminds me of oh, the new age. I know this chick. I know this chick. Yeah. Yeah, dude. She is hilarious, bro. Yes. Have you ever seen? You ever seen her in, uh, reenact the, the that racing where they was uh, how they came up with the concept for hit the road, Jack? No, dude. It's so funny. Dude, she nailed it, bro. Nailed it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She, uh, yeah, she get the side out from, yeah. Yeah. Then she, uh, they did like a Hustle and Flow, uh, rendition. I did see that one. I did see that one. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, man, B. Lynch, man, she's hilarious, man. Check her out whenever y'all get a chance, man. Those listening, she, she's pretty funny. Uh, Big Head Rico Awards, you got one? Kid. Um, I don't yeah. have one. Yes, the NBA injuries, bro. What is going on? Yeah. KD yeah. is injured. Uh, Zion Williamson is injured. Um, Bradley Bill is injured. Even um, though I think the Rose is going to be back for the next game. I don't think his was this bad. Okay. Okay. Uh, yeah. I got another, it's another injury too, but I'm gonna save that one for, for another award. <laughs> um, Essence of Otis Award. Mine's going to LeBron James for all the reasons I mentioned earlier. Yeah. That's it. I gotta get mine to the Bulls, man. 
I ain't trying to see him right now. <laughs> oh man. Uh, you heard that money in the banks. If you're listening, you know, stop stop being worried about your Golden State Warriors. They'll be all right. They'll be all right. Be a Bulls fan. You'll see what 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 struggling, you know, really is all about. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, Cuddy Award. Mines go to Lovey Smith. Lovey Smith for uh, knocking the Texans organization down on the flight of stairs after being told he was not going to be the head coach next year and decides to win the last game of the season on purpose. (laughs) (laughs) So they don't get the first pick. That's genius, bro. (laughs) Gave it to his old team he used to coach the Bears. (laughs) That's genius. Oh, y'all go find me. All right. All right. We go go for it on fourth. He went for it on fourth down like three times. <laughs> oh, I got to get a Cuddy Award to uh, Georgia. Georgia State. Oh. Georgia State. Oh, my goodness. Woo. I didn't even watch the game. I just heard about it. 65 yeah. to 7? Yeah, yeah, they they knocked TCU down some stairs, bro. Dude, did they even show up? Who got the seven points? The refs? (laughs) (laughs) The refs said, like, hey, man, TCU didn't show up, man. You just going to be playing us today. (laughs) That, that, wow, man. I'm glad I didn't watch that. I, I mean, I usually, I don't watch a lot of college football, so... You know, when I but when I heard about it, I was like, "Oh, snap. Okay, all right." Yep. Uh, you played yourself a war. Got one? Don't actually. Uh, I don't either. Milk card award. Mines go to Scotty Barnes, rookie of the year from last season, and uh, nowhere to be found this season. <laughs> what happened to Scotty Barnes, man? He, he, he balling like he was last year, man. Um, that's a good question, man. Yeah, he, he done fell off a little bit. He done fell off that a little bit. It's a good question. I don't know if it's because Siakam is playing so well that it's kind of taken away from his production, but I don't know, man. He's disappearing this year. He's living up to that rookie of the year. He might get the, the Tyreek Evans award. Oh wow! <laughs> yeah, that's that's not as bad as the uh, as the J.R. Smith award. Yeah, no, it's not. It's not. Nothing is worse than that. But uh, you got one? I don't actually. It's a shame what happened to Tyrese Halliburton. Oh wait, what happened with Tyrese Hall- Hall- Halliburton? Oh, he he got he in crutches now. Knee, what? Knee injury. Yeah. That's why I said I'm, I'm saving my next one. You mentioned NBA injuries, I'm saying. Oh my God, they were they were they were they were balling. Yeah, I know. That's gonna hurt Indiana, man. Oh my God. Okay, yeah, well, maybe the Bulls against the Knicks. Maybe the Bulls might might have a chance to to, to creep up then. Yeah, that's why I'm not. I mean, the Bulls has got to figure it out. I I keep saying this all year. The Bulls has got to figure it out. 
I'm happy. I meant, I meant to mention this. I'm happy about them fight, almost fighting uh, Zach Levine in the locker room uh, about a month ago. You, you want to hear your team showing that they care about losing and, and, and not just being okay with losing. Like, like, get your act together, man. You just got paid all this money, man. You playing like trash. Let's go. Let's get this. Let's yeah. play, you know? Yeah. It's like, come on, bro. We we got one playoff appearance to show for all the money we gave you. Exactly. You gotta play better. Not even a playoff victory. <laughs> yeah, you know, so yeah, yep. Yeah. Tyrese Halliburton, man. I hope he's not out for the season. That's that's the only thing um I'm trying to keep my eye on. They don't really have an update yet. But uh yeah. He's gonna be uh getting evaluated, so he was having a great season, man. Leading the league in assists. Like, he was balling, man. I wanted the Bulls to draft him originally. But, uh, yeah. Tyrese, man. Tyrese was balling, man. It's unfortunate. But, yeah. That is a shame. That is a shame. And it's a shame we, we, we're at the end, man. We, we don't have to wait till the next show. <laughs> yeah, yeah man this is great this is a great convo bro we, yeah, for the sure. next show is gonna be even juicier oh um, yeah <laughs> i might i might want to do redo that true revisit that true or false tech hey man let's do it let's do it let's do yeah, it I'm gonna revisit that man um but uh that's it for mvp we uh we'll see you on the next recording and uh hope y'all enjoyed this episode man but i gotta get some lunch man so i'll see y'all when i see y'all all right for sure peace peace, peace. the hicks versus knicks now i was a member of the indiana pacers who faced the knicks a few times in the playoffs that became a rivalry i felt like since i was getting minutes that season i led the team in scoring that I had to put myself in the middle of the rivalry. So of course, that means I let the big fella Patrick Ewing know that I'm out here a little bit. We were in the garden, felt like I was getting the benefit of the whistle. So one time I drove to the basket and I felt like he fouled me. I didn't get a call. I was a little frustrated. He tried to step over me. So I tripped him. You know he's drooping sweat, like Patrick Ewing's still sweating right now for when he played. And he always had those big knee pads on, so I tried to get him between his calf and his knee so he'd really fall real good. And you know, at that point in his career, if he'd have failed, he probably wasn't getting back up. He stumbled but didn't fall, because all of a sudden he realized what happened. It was the open floor, everybody else went down the court. And now I'm like, where's Antonio and Dale Davis when I need him? My big power forwards come protect me right now. That's why I carry this bat. People want to know why on story time with Jalen Rose, I carry a bat. I got to protect myself when I'm telling you guys these stories. And I needed this that day when Patrick Ewing jumped up on me. So what I did, they came to Indiana, we just got finished beating them on our home floor. Both teams were flying out to away games. 
I just so happened to go into the airport. I walked in and I see a silver chest with blue and a sticker that says Patrick Ewing. So then the Detroit Instincts came out. I looked to the left, looked to the right. So I hit the handles. <laughs> I opened it. The TV with a VCR attached. That was something then. We don't use VHS and the VCRs anymore. To have a TV with the attachment and it has his name on it. I'm getting this. I two-wayed my homeboy. Of course, he popped the trunk. He's my Detroit homeboy. He's down since day one. He down like four flat tires. He just popped the trunk. I threw it in the car. We kept it for years. Like, people would come to my house. I couldn't take the sticker off. It was stuck on there. So people would come to my house. All of my friends and family have seen Patrick Ewing's TV at my house. And why would Patrick Ewing be carrying a TV on the road? So he could watch film. So hopefully I cost him some preparation time. Patrick Ewing, thank you for the TV, I really appreciate that. You know, I'm from the city and the TV, VCR attachment, had to get